is coming down from the gallows and I don't have very Hello and welcome to the second attempt at episode 82 of the UK Steelers podcast. Joined as always by me, Sam with Stanley, uh, and two of the co-hosts. We've lost one on our travels. We've got Kevin Marshall and Rich Citro. How are you doing, guys? Not bad. This is an 82A episode. Yeah, 82.5. The sober version. Yeah. The, the, I'm, the AA, I'm an alcoholic version. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we've, we've had a half an episode that's forever lost to history. We always said that we would lose an episode eventually, but we just didn't expect it to be... You know, for these reasons, lost in this fashion. It's not lost. I think it's unless you deleted it. I made you promise you wouldn't <laughs> delete it before we terminated the call last night. Um, I don't know if that has happened. It's not deleted, but, um, but I'm not going to bet on it. You know, seeing the light of day anytime soon. I might, I might, I might like to have my hands on that copy and trawl <laughs> through for a certain sound drops. Might be quite, quite interesting. All right, but but we should probably share why we why we uh, cancelled the drop. Well, I'll, I'll leave that to you. <laughs> okay. It turned out someone had been in, in, a little bit in, indulging in the rum and monsters a little bit too much before we recorded. And, uh, <laughs> and while we recorded. <laughs> and, and during, yeah, and, and continuing to enjoy. enjoy. Uh, and uh, the, the, uh, whilst the energy levels were exceedingly high, uh, the coherence levels started to dip a little. Hmm. So we, we felt it was probably best when we started to get onto tackles, probably best just to give up because it, it was starting to not make too much sense, if I'm being honest. Um, but it was fun. Good times were had by all, I thought. Yeah. But, um, I don't think my you know, penny sewer breakdown was going to be particularly coherent. <laughs> it did uh, give me an idea, though. We we may want to think about having a show once a year where we all get blitzed and we have our <laughs> once a year anything goes show. That might, uh, That's a good idea. one for the, the proper off season, right? After the draft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we might just talk in circles for a while. Yeah. Well, anyway. The, the dulcet tones of Rich. How are you, man? Good to have I'm you back. Good. I'm good. Thanks. It's great to be back. Yeah, it's feels like forever. Yeah, it's like it's, this is weird doing it all again for the second time. But um, so you you've been busy doing Hollywood stunt stuff, right? Do you want to want to tell the listeners where you've been? Yeah, I've, I've been. Uh, let's see. I, I did a few weeks on a, on a Brad Pitt film, um, and then uh, jumped over to uh, some a uh, couple weeks on a TV show that uh, stars uh, Steve Buscemi. That was fun. Um, and then uh, next week, actually, I'm going to be gone again. This is going to be my only show for, for a few more weeks because I'm, I'm jumping on a, on a Star Wars project in the next few weeks. So, you know, it's, it's, it's the old story. It's like I felt like, uh, you know, what, I, COVID kind of <laughs> kind of put me in a lazy mood. And I was thinking, ah, you know, I'm, I'm fine if I don't work for a while. I can take a little break. And then as soon as you have that mindset, then the phone doesn't stop ringing, you know. That's a that's a pretty exciting trio of jobs, though. Yeah, yeah, they were, the the first two have been fun projects, and and this one will be fun. The Star Wars one will be fun. You know, I'm a I'm a huge Star Wars nerd, like a lot of us, and and uh, it's always a thrill for me to work on that on that show. So it'll be it'll be a lot of fun. Cool, man. And I think yeah, we uh, I don't know if we did we talk about it before like the, the 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 Snyder Cut came out, which is uh, getting great great reviews. I. Uh, High, high rating reviews on IMDb and stuff, so that's cool. Good for Zach, you know the real his real vision. Yeah, I'm really happy for Zach. It's it's you know it's kind of redemption of sorts for him, you know. Um, you know it, it's there's so much to it, you know. But 
I'm, I'm really happy that, that this happened, you know, and there's some great performances in his cut, which, you know, almost were never seen, you know, which would really would have been a bummer. Like Ray Fisher, um, especially has, has a fantastic performance. So it's really cool. Everybody should check it out if they get a chance. If you have a spare four hours to kill, right. <laughs> um, yeah, give it a shot. And it's broken down into six chapters. So you can watch a little bit and then come back to it. Yeah, it definitely felt like uh, Ray's character, the cyborg, was was marginalised in the in the theatrical cut, right? So it's nice to see him get his sort of, get his part back. Yeah, you get cool. you get a huge backstory for Ray, um, for Ezra, and for Steppenwolf as well. You understand Steppenwolf's character a lot better um, after this, and it and it just enhances you know the, your your watching pleasure really because it just, if if you're everything's rushed and you never get character development, it's hard to really you know get into the to the characters. But this one, you know, you have plenty of time for character development, and it's much much better film. Cool. You liked it, Sai, right? You watched yeah, it. Yeah, that was the best thing about it was with, with the Flash and Cyborg. You, you definitely got that that you didn't get in the original. I felt. I felt so. I found myself because I was kind of uh, annoyed by the Flash in the original. I remember thinking, and then I quite liked him in this one. So, so it goes to show the difference it made. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's cool to see, you know, two two films made from the same footage, more or less. Yeah, and uh, it's quite interesting. That I think you know from a sort of filmmaker's point of view of what what's possible from from the stuff you shoot and the the stuff you can do with it afterwards and the the, the storytelling changes you can make so I, I haven't watched it yet but i'm looking forward to it. so yeah cool man so sorry where do you want to go Let, yeah let's, let's jump into some news I'm sure we've spoken mm. about all this, but I don't really have a, any recollection of it. So well, uh, until we get onto like breaking down some of the tackles, it, this is all going to have a weird deja vu for me and Rich. <laughs> but it's going to be fairly new ground for you. Yeah, so yeah, it's all good. <laughs> so it's, I'm pretty sure we missed a lot of stuff out last time. So uh, yeah, and I must warn everyone as well uh, as a as a side effect of yesterday. I'm, I'm now a bit rough, as you might tell. So maybe the, maybe that's good for everyone. There'll be a bit less talking from me today. Um, so the big the big thing it's it's kind of crazy that we didn't speak about this last week because it feels like forever ago. But this happened the day after, right? Juju signed an eight million one year deal after Gav insisted that it wasn't going to happen all off season. Um, leaves money on the table from the Ravens and the Chiefs. So what did you kind of think? Are you happy to have Juju back, Gav? Yes and no. I, I, when I was saying that, I was expecting him to get you know what what we all kind of expect were, were expecting him to get of the sort of fourteen to sixteen. Sorry. Uh, did I say that there's going to be more background noise? Because uh, we're, we're, because of our uh, antics last night, we're we're recording in the sort of middle of the afternoon here in the Marshall household, and there's cooking and various other stuff going on from other members of the family. So uh, please excuse that. Um, yeah, we're expecting sort of 14 to 16 million uh, kind of salary for him, weren't we? And um, yeah, it, it, his 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 value was depressed. So yeah, I, I, I'm pleased with the money. I'm pleased he's back. Um, you know, I, th- I think it. I think we 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 talked on the lost tapes. How uh, I think it demonstrated that the league values Juju as uh, more of a ZZ re- receiver rather than a pure X. Well, this is what I so, wanted to ask you. Are we living in our own little fantasy world here? Because this has really shown me that the the league doesn't really view Juju the way we do. And I've been listening to sort of some of the PFF stuff and whatnot, and he's getting like majorly disrespected out there. Yeah. Well, I think. He he has shown that he's he can't be that number one, and and they're they're the receivers that get paid, the ones that can carry the load, the ones that command double coverage. He's that's not him, right? He's mm. you know he's a he like a third down weapon, get tough yardage, safe safe pair of hands, but 
um, yeah, he's not that dangerous weapon, and, and, and it's great for the Steelers to have him. But what I was saying on the lost tapes was, uh, you know, did it come at the cost of, of keeping Steven Nelson? What was that? Did he not want to extend his contract? Is it a like-for-like like loss? We keep Juju, lose Nelson? Or do you think it's not connected? Yeah, we, we lose Nelson. Well, well, originally he was allowed to seek a trade, right, supposedly, and then and then we end up cutting him, and there's obviously no market there. But I don't know. It's, to me, it almost feels like they're just two things that, that happened at the same time rather than one was necessarily related to the other. Rich, I don't know if you agree, but to me, it just felt like... I mean, because Juju's cap hit is, what, two two billion this year? 2.4 billion? Mm. So... Yeah, yeah, but what, go on, Rich. Sorry, I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say I, I honestly don't know what to think of it. I, I think there's things pl- that have happened behind the scenes that we may never know mm. with this whole situation because it just was really odd. The tweets that you know his teammates and former teammates were putting out on Twitter, you know, were things like you know, you know, this is a cutthroat business. You know, you know this. You'll you'll be better off and stuff like that. Like so, it, it, I tend to believe that you know that the Steelers prompted this for whatever reason, and I don't. I haven't quite figured it out. I hope it comes out one day what really happened. But you know, there's so many things that happened behind the scenes that we may never know, or we we may not know. And you know, for you know, who knows how long someday when you know these guys are old and they're talking about the the old days and what what happened, but. It's just a weird situation. I don't know. I, I have a tendency to believe they're not connected um, because Juju, because of the deal they got with Juju. I mean, it, it, you know, it was it's su- such a great you know contract for one year for the Steelers. It's so cap friendly for them that I, I I would think that they're not connected. But I don't know. Honestly, I don't know what to think of it. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, the, why why I think they're connected. I, I just wonder if they went around trying to extend. Or you know, make these kind of re re redo these uh, deals, and whether Nelson wasn't prepared to take a reduced you know salary this year and void it into next year's, and all, all these kind of creative cap management situation, and and whether that was the, his his cap savings were needed for part of the juju and and, and all of the draft class, um, so maybe maybe there was a, a disagreement with that, you know? Yeah, possibly. I- it is yeah, tough, right. dude. We're going to now be building Cam Sutton on the outside, you'd imagine, now, right? And, and this all of a sudden propels Corner back to the very top of our needs, you'd think, right? In the draft. Well, yeah, you're only as good as your number two cornerback. And it, um, it's, it's serious in, in, the, in the secondary there. I mean, lo- losing... I think Dave, Dave was saying, you know, losing Hilton and Nelson is a massive blow. You know, we, Lane's untested, got the physical traits, but maybe not some of the mental attributes. He's not there speed-wise with the reading of the game. Perhaps that'll improve in year three for him. Um, Cam Sutton, you know, great, great kind of slot guy, good bit of jack of all trades. Not sure he's a pure number two. And then James Pierre is also sort of an unknown. I mean, is that really who you want to go into? Or, and the draft pick, is that what you want to go into the season with? In, you know, the, one of the most important positions. Yeah, you'd be optimistic to think that's going to, you know, be a successful situation in the secondary, right? So, yeah, yeah they're going to have to do something about it, but there's not a great deal of cap space to do anything in free agency, and we've just lost the, the guy that we would have, you know, used that, that cap space on. So, yeah, I think I think the draft becomes a big need. I just wanted to mention as well, before we fully move on, Ebron got a, a, a like a free, free up cap space kind of contract as well with voidable years, right? So that's now Juju and Ebron kicking the can down the road with their contracts. What, what do you think on that, Gav? Are they... Any concern about that? I'm seeing some sort of concern after the second one got released. 
I mean, this is this is this is crunch time, and I think anything they can do. I know, I know, it's you know, it's pumping money onto the next year's cap, but I think they've got to do it. You know, they they need to be competitive. If 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 they don't put together a, a decent squad this year, um, then what was the point of bringing Ben back? What was what was the point yeah. in that? And they might as well just let him go, and and go into total tank and end up in a situation like Miami, where you control the draft with all you know picks and and salary cap and. You know, stuff like that. Just trade your trade your bits away. You know, that, that's what they could have done. Trade you away. <laughs> <laughs> trade your pieces. Trade your weapons. You know. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. But we're in uh, Kevin Colbert. <laughs> we're in Kevin Colbert season now, though. It's the week two of free agency, and um, uh, th- something suggests to me they've got a few ideas in mind because the, you know they're freeing up a little bit of cap space now, where they might go and get some of these cheap deals. Yeah, it's been slow, hasn't it? It's been slow. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe it's my memory, but it seems like the sort of second wave has has really been slow this year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we have yeah. a couple of guys in this this sort of second wave, though, right? We've got uh, we brought in Miles Kilber. I don't know if we talked about this in the last tapes or not. We did. We did. Yeah. Okay, good. Miles <laughs> 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 uh, Kilbrew and uh, the books tackle, right? Joe Haig. Any thoughts yeah. on those guys? Yeah, I mean, I mean, tackle is. I, mean, I was going to say, really, Nelson's the biggest kind of the biggest upset I, I feel over this over this free agency period. Although it wasn't technically free agency, but it, it, that's that's the one that's most upset me. But then the, the second one that's 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 worrying me is just what's happened to the line with um you know Big Al who has yet to sign elsewhere, but it looks like he's out the door and and Filer getting the big deal in uh, L.A. charge with the Chargers. Um, you know, there's four fifths of that line with Bouncy retiring that. Are question marks? So, so getting a guy like Joe Haig, yes, he's not. He didn't have the the greatest of seasons with the Bucks, but you know he's a swing guy. Hopefully, you know some depth essentially. And then with Killebrew, I mean, just a you know special teams uh, like weapon, isn't he? And then you know possibly challenge for that sort of dime back role against uh, Marcus Allen. But yeah, I mean, he's just a kind of he'll hopefully be one of those kind of cultish guys like uh, Dirty Red or. You know Jordan Dangerfield that we can all get behind when there's some big hits on the special teams gridiron. Yes, sir. Yeah. Is this the end for Dangerfield now? We're not going to see any more Dangerfield. He's not going to be re-signed in week six. Yeah, it's a shame. There's always these guys that sort of stick around longer than they should. Like who is the last one? Uh, Ross Ross Ventrone. You remember him with the long, long flowing locks? There's always these guys that kind of out, out, out not outstay their welcome because everyone loves them, but they sort of stick around longer than they perhaps should. Or, 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 or I expected to. So we've, I think we've all liked we've all liked Dangerfield, right? We've all enjoyed watching him. So I, w- I wouldn't be upset if they brought him back, but I just don't know if that's going to be possible. Yeah. Um, sorry, Rich. Any, anything from you on, on those guys? Or? Yeah. No, I thought I thought they were good signings. Yeah. Um, I, and and in addressing the the corner um, situation for a second, I, I think. I think they're gonna they're they're, they're gonna need to look for somebody before the draft. It's Colbert's style to do that. I don't know, you know, there's not much cap space, like you said, um, but they haven't reworked to its contract yet either, because there was talk of that when they were reworking Hayward. So that's one thing that I don't understand, because that will free up some some cap space too, and could possibly allow us to sign, you know, a veteran corner before we go into the draft with with all these needs. So I I'm, I'm, I don't get why they haven't re- restructured to its contract. Yeah, that's what makes no sense with the Nelson thing, right? If we were wanting to go out and re- sign a, a veteran corner, why not just keep Nelson? You know, I mean, I don't know. Tough, strange. What about uh, what about uh, Lattimore? He's having some troubles down in New Orleans, right? He's in in a pickle down there. What about a straight up player swap for him? Swap Juju out for him? Would you do that? 
Juju? I don't know. What would you? What? What? what no. Which player? Who would you have to swap to get to get Lattimore? He's you know he's first round pick, highly touted. What's his troubles? I, I can't think what they are. Uh, he's just he's just been arrested for handling stolen goods. I think. Oh really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Not charged yet, so it could be nothing. But it could be a good time to swoop. Anyway, yeah, that was just me uh, just toying because I was just trying to trying to come up with solutions of how you fix this cornerback mess because I I just. I don't. I'm. You know, we know that the the Steelers aren't great at drafting corners. But they're not. It's, it's one of the hardest positions to draft. Well, I mean, look what happened with Akuda, and you know who turned out to be the the best cornerbacks out of last year's class. Um, uh, AJ Terrell, maybe, or or even Dantzler, or uh, Jalen Johnson. Those three kind of played better than Akuda, and they were all much later later on in the draft than that. So so tricky, like a proper crapshoot, isn't it, to it's, get it's corners? A, so it's, it's scary. Yeah, it's just more and more question marks popping up across the across this team, right, going into next year. Uh, I fear I may not be as confident as you guys were last year going into this season, but we'll see how the draft turns out. Um, I'm pretty sure we talked... I definitely brought this up on the Lost Tapes, but um, I think at this point I went to the bathroom, so I didn't hear anything about it. Um, Chase Claypool uh, involved in a bar fight. What, what did you guys think of this? This has kind of caused some consternation on Twitter this week. Yeah, I mean, I'm... Not... I hate this stuff, man. I know I you hate this stuff. I know happen. you do. I, I hate it, you know. <laughs> uh, but, you know, kicking someone in the head when they're down, if that's what happened, you know, that that is serious and perhaps needs to be, well, it definitely needs to be investi- investigated by the team, possibly the police or whatever. I just hope that nothing nothing serious happens. Um, I, I, you know, when you're famous, people come at you and they try, you know, they try stuff on. So I can understand if, you know, you see it all the time. People get, you know, footballers or whoever, music people, get attacked in bars or whatever and people defend themselves and then they, they turn the camera on just as the the you know the the hench bulked up athlete is getting his you know he's won the fight and he's he's, he's putting an end to it and it looks like they're they're the bad guy you know but they're just defending themselves so it's, it's hard to say when you watch like an out of out of focus blurry phone recording of something going on that you don't know the context so i'm not going to jump in and you know start Defending him with that when I don't really know, or 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 criticizing him. So let's just let's just slow down. But yeah, I I'll tell you what, I do hope. I hope it's nothing. Yeah, I think no take is is a good take on this one. But you know, you're just starting to see it, right? The, the guys are creeping out. You know, the, not Mark Madden, but those types. You know, <laughs> with the diva wide receiver label, and uh, I don't know. Is there anything to that? I don't know. Well, you know, something I did notice in his rookie season is anytime there was. You know, something going on on the field, some shenanigans, you know, people getting heated with each other. He was sticking his nose right in there, you know, and and I, you know, I I took notice of it. It wasn't something where I was judging him for anything just yet, but I definitely took notice of it. So he may be one of those guys that, you know, a little bit of a hothead. uh, I don't know. I I had heard that he was trying to avoid the fight initially. I, I still haven't seen the tape, so I don't know what happened, but. You know, I think you need to pay attention to stuff like this and just kind of foul it, you know, because we do, we definitely don't need we don't need more diva receivers on this team after Brown. You know, we just don't, you know. Yeah, I, I don't mind a hothead, though. I don't mind someone that, you know, wants to defend their teammates and, like you say, stick their face into the fire. You know, I, I don't mind that. I don't hate that. Depending on how hot they are, Cincinnati lost a playoff game to us because of two hotheads, you know, so... It depends if they can control themselves. If yeah, sticking up for a teammate, one hundred percent. That that you have to do. But if you take it too far and you just do stupid things on the field, then you then you're a detriment to your team. Right. Or or even worse, off the field. You know. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Agreed. Let's uh, you want to jump into tackle top. Well, we did. There was the other massive news draft related of the the trade, the uh, the draft Miami. I don't know if you want to. Yeah, yeah. Should we talk about that? Sure. I mean, I find it fascinating. Um, I think I think I think the Dolphins are clear winners in this and played an absolute blinder. Yeah, great move for the Dolphins. What was it? So they've moved up from. Uh, sorry, they moved down. So I should say the Dolphins from three to twelve. Is it with the with the Eagles? Yeah, it's a three-way trade. Yeah. So the, the 49ers jumped up to. Sorry, the 49ers jumped up to to three from the from the twelve, who then swapped again with the Dolphins to move back up to the six. So the Eagles have now got three first-round picks next year. So they're they're looking in good shape. And, and, and are they going to go with Jalen Hurts, your guy? You you were saying that. I, I didn't believe it, but it looks like they're. Then, you know, it must be annoying for him though, because he's not going to have one of those blue chip talents to work with this year. Yeah. Assuming they were going to take wide receiver, but um, although who knows who's going to be there at twelve where they've moved to? I mean, with a lot of quarterbacks true. going early, you could still get a, one of one of those wide wide receivers could be there. We'll see. Yeah, and I just think it, it just uh, it's more egg in the face of the Bill O'Brien Texans, right? Because this has all come out of the the Tunstall trade. <laughs> so it's just it's just you, you can't. Even the echo of Bill O'Brien is still bringing misery to the Texans organization. Texans just cannot catch a break, can they? <laughs> uh, I love it for the Dolphins, though. I mean, that's some draft day stuff, right? Mm. Jumping around the, ta- the the draft day order, and uh, yeah, I, I think that's. A, I'm glad that they're sticking with Tua and giving him a little bit more time. And um, yeah, it's a very exciting time over there in in Miami. Yeah, it is. I mean, to go from third, where you sort of have to have to take what well, they'd have to take Sewell probably as the only kind of at that high or or one of the quarterbacks they've avoided that drama by by trading out to so it basically means that the, the top three picks are definitely going to be quarterbacks and then they've traded back up because they still get a shot at one of the sort of top three top two skill position players yeah maybe, so maybe Pitts maybe, That'd be maybe Pitts maybe Jamar Chase so yeah, exciting times. It's exciting, dude. Yeah, I mean, that's the kind of thing you, you usually expect to happen on draft day, right? So I'm surprised it happened so early. They were like getting out ahead of it, but uh, yeah, no right to bring it up because it was a uh, big news, and it's, it kind of points to what some guys are saying we're going to have to do next year if we want a quarterback. Which I am not a fan of that idea uh, at all. I don't know about you. No, I don't like the idea of mortgage in the future. I think if you if you finish fairly high, or you you have to amass the draft picks. I don't think you want to do this future draft picks one. I think you need to have them already somehow. And that takes a long time. So I think, you know, you, uh, you, you look at veteran guys, bridge guys, try and hit some, some flies in the draft until you amass the picks somehow, whoever that is. Yeah. Um, so if anyone heard any background noise, I do apologize. My housemate just wandered in with three slices of garlic bread. Oh, I thought you were going to say three young ladies. <laughs> It's just a bit, a bit random. I didn't ask for it, but here we are. Guys, we're cutting this podcast off again. Sorry. <laughs> Garlic bread time. Um, okay, you ready to talk tackle? Let's do it. Okay, let's dive in. Uh, and I apologise if I have to eat some garlic bread halfway through. Okay. Um, We've zipped through this. That was that was half an hour exactly. I think it took us about an hour and a half to get to this point. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I can't even imagine. <laughs> uh, right, we're now, we're now breaking new ground, basically, pretty much. Those... Uh, uh, those tapes are never getting released. Don't hold your breath. Um, <laughs> I did miss. Rich mentioned it before. I did miss when uh, when Rich was saying what uh, what uh, he had been up to. You just laughing maniacally through it. <laughs> I don't understand, <laughs> dude. I, I, I'm seriously not drinking again. And I, I, I know I always say that, but I've been deadly serious because I hadn't drank for like three months before this. So, you know, clearly capable of doing it. Um, yeah. 
I don't know. Mm. I just right. don't. I just don't like it. You know. I don't. I don't like where we end up. Anyway, getting off topic. Anyway. Yeah. It, anyway, yeah. We won't have a kebab corner today because Dave's not here. But it felt like we had like an hour-long kebab corner after we'd finished the last day, literally just standing around talking about nothing, trying to work out what we're doing. But anyway, okay. Let's get on with tackles. Why we're here? Okay. So um, as I, it's almost like this this tackle position started off as uh, you know the Steelers are guaranteed to take a tackle in the first round, and now I'm starting to think maybe maybe not with some of the things that, that have gone on, and, and we've got obviously Zach Banner signed right. He's going to be starting on one side, maybe Chuck's on the other side. Um, it, it certainly opens up the possibility that, you know, tackle is not an absolute in the first round as we once thought it was. But um, what do you kind of think of the urgency of the position, in, which we spoke about a little bit already, and what are you looking for in a, in a tackle in the draft? Well, that's a good point. I know Rich wanted to uh, hit on what what he kind of thinks is uh, are the important things when you're looking for a tackle. So I don't know if you want to go there, Rich. Oh, sure. I can do that. Yeah, I just put together, um, you know, there, there's many things, of course, that go together to to, to make what coaches look for in, in any position on a, on a football team. But I, I put it, I narrowed it down to four major qualities or attributes that I think the coaches are looking for when they draft the tackle. And these are in no particular order. But the first one that I have is mental and physical toughness. Now, mental toughness is like poise, composure, remembering your assignments, avoiding penalties. Physical toughness is like playing through pain, and these are the type of guys that when they when they block someone, they don't just want to block the guy; they want to pound them to the ground, you know. And if you think of mental and physical toughness, a guy that comes to mind is Alan Fanica. That's that's exactly the tackle that he was. Those were two of his his greatest traits. Although he had all of these that I'm going to mention, that's why he's going to the Hall of Fame. Uh, the second one is intelligence. You know, a smart offensive lineman can tell when it when a team is going to run a stunt just based on the alignment of the linebackers or the body lean of the defensive linemen. Um, they can make difficult adjustments uh, on and audibles on the fly, like in the heat of the battle. Jeff Saturday, who played for the Colts when Peyton Manning was there, and remember, if you guys remember, Manning was always barking out these Omaha calls. Well, well, Saturday was the guy who was making all the adjustments. Every time Manning would call for an audible, Saturday was the guy who was calling the offensive line adjustments. So intelligence is, is a big one as well. Um, <clears throat> the third one I have is quickness uh, footwork. This, to me personally, I think this is the most important one for an offensive lineman. If you were just going to narrow it down to one, it's you can't. It's hard to do that. But if you could only take one, this is the one I would take. Now, there's two components to quickness on an offensive line. The first one is initial quick, quickness. This is how quickly the lineman can make his first two steps out of his stance. Because as a lineman, if you you have a much better chance of success when you get both feet on the ground before engaging the defender. And the second component is change of direction. And in blocking and pass blocking, this is actually the quality that separates the best tackles in the league from everyone else. This is the toughest one to find, in my opinion. And this is the ability of a lineman to recover and get back in front of his defender after being beaten. This is a real real important quality and 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 a lot of these no not a lot but some guys have it and some guys don't and and all you know your hall of fame tackles are going to have this quality and the fourth one the last one is size and power you know when you think of an offensive lineman like this is probably the first two that come to mind the big powerful offensive lineman but to be honest with you if you don't have these first three that i mentioned then you're always going to be a step slow or uh, a second late 
because this is because the, these first three are, are really important. I mean, it's, it's, so is size and power, but you got to have the first three as well. But, you know, raw power really is something that, you know, a lot of coaches are going to, of course, look for in this uh, in this draft. Um, there's other ones. There's other subcategories that, that, that come into play balance and you know, anchor, if you can, if you, you can, you, uh, dip into your hips instead of bending at the waist, you know, qualities like that. Long arms was always, we talked about this a little bit yesterday, Gav, long arms was always something that, you know, coaches coveted in a, in a, in an offensive tackle because you're making that, that point of contact first before the defender can make his contact. So, so, you know, it, it has been looked at in the past as something really important. I think it's been proven recently um, that it may not be as important as we thought. Your, your guys at PFF came out with a, a survey or a study, rather, that showed that actually you it really is kind of like more up to the athlete. It, it, long arms didn't make quite the difference that we thought they did. It was more of, you know, an, uh, like a mixed bag of, of just as many tackles with short arms were successful as as there were with long arms. So it, it seems like it doesn't matter as much as we initially thought in, in past years. Yeah, I think with the long arm thing, you it used to be that you, a guy was almost undraftable if he didn't have kind of the right length arms, right? There was a kind of cutoff. But I think if the guys with short arms, if they have the, the kind of the hand fighting skills, the ability to use their hands with quickness, they can overcome the, the lack of length there and they can they can get the, the kind of push and pull in the run game or they can, you know, defeat hands. And when a, when an end guy is sort of using their length against them to try and get up inside their chest, they can they can use those the, the quick steps that you're talking about and, and change of balance to try and counteract that. So I think... What's happened is we've seen better coaching and better techniques come forward. That's kind of it's not just, you know, country strong big dudes just just mauling each other now. There's there's a lot more intricacies to the game. I think you know that kind of changed when all the guys started doing jujitsu, wasn't it? In training, I remember that was a kind of a a phase of uh, of in the NFL. Was that in the 90s or something when they're all talking about their black belts and stuff? So well, um, yeah, actually, it started it started before that with the Dallas Cowboys. Um, my instructor. Uh, was at their camps in the 70s and teaching them, you know, hand fighting techniques from from Wing Chun, which you know a lot about, Gavin, and um, and and Kali, Filipino Kali. So right. yeah, martial arts has played a big part in in this in, in teaching these techniques. Yeah, and and you and you can really see the difference. There's, there's guys that, that that can't disengage and reengage, and there's guys that can, and there's guys that can defeat hands and. Yeah, you know, it's a it's a real it's a real it's a whole there's a whole battle going on there. You have to kind of when you watch the tape in slow motion, you see it, right? You see what these guys are doing. It's a lot of skill. Yeah, awesome. That's really helpful because you know a position like tackle is difficult. You know, and this is kind of a new exercise um, for me. And it, it, you know, that's why I'm probably going to be relying on on you two guys here to to see if you kind of agree with the things that I've taken away and and. This position, especially, it took me longer on each guy. You know, it's, it's not it's not like running back. It's not just you know fungible. It's uh, it's kind of tough. Um, and I focused in, I think, mainly on the guys that I would expect to go in the top three rounds. So maybe I'm going to be a bit light with the, when we get to the later guys. I don't know, but um, I, I do think it was uh, probably the one where I feel like I, I've learned the most in doing it. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. what did you find yourself what did you find yourself kind of um looking for first i think that's quite an interesting way of... i think you, your eyes are drawn to kind of 
or at least mine. I don't know if you agree to to, to like to footwork, as Rich says, and, and and just kind of how I don't know if agile is the right word, but but how the, how light on the feet they are, how able they are to kind of mirror their opponent, and uh, and that kind of thing seems to be what you know your eye is drawn to first. The flashiest thing is is what they're able to do downfield and how quickly you can get laterally and stuff. I don't know how important you think that is in the game, but. Yeah, I mean, I think it's more important for teams that do a lot of zone blocking scheme, yeah. I mean, not so much the Steelers. But they still need you still want you know guys that can can get get running ahead, get out some steam, you know, move with with power. So um, it's maybe a slightly different skill set to those zone kind of screen guys. Yeah. But um, yeah, I agree. It's it's always for me is the first thing I watch is how smooth is their drop, their pass set. You know, are they herky jerky? Are their feet kind of catch? You know, falling behind their upper body? Are they kind of catching up themselves? And because then... it's noticeable, right? It, it's yeah. it's something that if you just watch a football game, you would you would never really think about it. But but when you're actually just watching one guy, it's like you always say with the take your eye off the ball thing. When you watch one guy play after play after play, it, it suddenly becomes very clear what kind of athlete is and how fluid his motion is and, and, and all this kind of stuff. So um, I don't know, maybe it's a good place to start talking about the guys specifically. I, I want to talk first about the guys that I think are going to be a definite no in terms of would never fall to us, if that's okay. Yeah. Um, it'd be interesting to hear if you all have, agree on the, the, the top guy in this class. Yeah, I mean, it'd be a brave person to say anything, anyone other than, than Pene Sewell out of Oregon. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of people have uh, Rashad Slater, right? As uh, uh, Rashawn Slater, sorry, as the the number one guy, which is a uh, almost feels like a hot take to me. But some people do. I, I, I've seen very few people. I think I've saw one or two have him Slater rated higher than yeah. Sewell. But yeah, no, I, I mean I strongly agree with you, Kevin. I, I, I watch Penny Sewell, and this is a guy who just jumps off the tape. Um, I, I don't know. I, I kind of I almost want to err on the side of letting you guys. <laughs> introduce these guys because you're probably a lot better about it. but I'll start because maybe you can uh, extend off uh, the kind of things that, that I saw but the, you see it straight away on tape you know he, he's got a very very rare blend of size and ability to kind of change direction at whatever size he is right 330 pounds or something um, and I think I, I was very lucky with especially with Sewell there's a lot of um, kind of breakdowns on him because he's so highly touted and if you watch some of those the, the things this guy can do in space uh, on things like wide receiver screens, like you like you were talking about, Gavi, is is crazy. I mean, it had me vocally gasping, <laughs> which I think is the only time that's happened uh, in this entire exercise this year. So, yeah, just an incredible athlete, incredible effort in, in open field blocking. Um, he's got raw power in spades, and he's got the technique to match it. Um, I think he's a, a fantastic prospect. I think you're really overthinking it if you take anyone other than him in this class. Yeah, I mean, his, you're saying about his, uh, his, his playing the sort of downfield. His, his first step, first couple of steps, is just world class. Yeah. It's like out, out of this league. It's, it's elite, just the way he gets out of his stance. And, and in the zone game, I mean, you know, there's not something the Steelers do a load of. But, I mean, in that, he is just, he is almost catching in front of, in front of crossing the face of his blocker and getting, getting in front of the guy next to him. He's so quick. Um, so yeah, just so if he goes to the right team that use him in the right way, he's just going to be a dominant force for years to come. I mean, but but if you put him in a power scheme, he 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 would be absolutely fine. You know, he's got great strength, great feet, um, just great techniques uh, and great awareness. With takes good blocking angles and and hit, just hits with so much power. So there's not much not to like really, other than the fact that he opted out. But I mean, so many players did in this in this draft class and. Uh, you know he he he's not one that his stock should take a hit for that. If, if anything, it's going to do him good because he's had a year less, the year to recover all the you know the, the nicks and the wear and tear. 
But um, uh, the only other slight thing is that he, he had one bad game against Auburn, who are, who are you know, Oregon. Uh, you know, they don't always play the SEC opposition. And, and in that one game, he, he got pushed back a little bit, uh, got, got, uh, showed some sort of balance concerns um, and, and allowed uh, Herbert sack. But that was just a bad game. Apart from that, he was, he was completely dominant. What you got to remember as well, the, the, the tape we're watching of this guy from 2019, he, he's like 19, right? Yeah, he's young. <laughs> Which is insane. Like, I don't know how he's managing to uh, to play at that level at 19. You know, he's he's uh, he, he certainly does not look, you know, a couple of years younger than the guys he's going up against. Um, Rich, what, what did you think? If you, can you find any downsides to uh, to Penny Hill's game? No, I, I can't. And and I, to be honest, I didn't do a deep dive on on. Penny Sewell or Rashawn Slater because we have zero chance of getting those guys. We probably don't. I'm sure we don't have a chance at Darrisaw either. But I did a little deeper dive on him. But he's from the tape that I watched. He and you know he's deceiving too because he's such a big, strong guy. At first, at first glance, you see some of these, some of this run blocking where it looks like he's literally just tossing the guy to the ground a lot like reggie white used to do when he was pass rushing but both of them have a great technique of off balancing the guy and then using their their raw power just to take him down so it is definitely not just power with him it's a combination of great technique off balancing people almost like a martial artist would do bring you know bringing that up again but um he he's he's very very talented and and you 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 add size and strength to that and i mean you have you know you know, definitely the best lineman in the draft. Yeah, well, it sounds like we're all we're all in lockstep on 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 Sewell then. So let's let's rock on through these these other two guys as you say that we probably don't have a chance of getting. The second one being Rashawn Slater out of Northwestern. Um, I don't know if one of you guys wants to start with this. I mean, he, he's a great uh, a great prospect as well. And you know, if Sewell wasn't there, he would. I think he would still be kind of a very you know the the blue chip tackle in this class it's such a deep class this it's amazing as you go down there's there's quite a few guys that in other years could have been the, the number one tackle that are sort of six seventh tackle um slater is just such an explosive speed guy who um uses great leverage and can just controls opponents really well and he's another one that's got the sort of elite burst off the ball um which is on rich's you know rich's uh quick list of uh key key traits these two have got it in spades and he's just amazingly smooth with, with, and with fast hands and just covers ground well. He's got flexible body with good balance and, and can recover anchor um, really well, which is great. So he's got, he kind of ticks all those physical traits boxes that Rich was talking about. Um, he does like to short set a little bit. So some, that, you know, that's when they don't necessarily drop as far as, as, as you, perhaps you like. So that, that kind of makes you think he's, he's, uh, he's worrying about speed off the edge, but he, I, he shouldn't have any worries about speed with, uh, with how quick his feet are. Um, he just likes to get engaged quickly and defeat guys. Um, but just he, the way he soaks up power rushing towards him is great. And he, and he has performed well against opposition, you know, he's, including Chase Young. He's, uh, he's, he's week in, week out. He's, he's uh, neutralized guys that have got drafted into the NFL already. So, um, and, and he makes a big difference in the run game. The only thing he's 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 a shorter arms guy, you know. But I think I think they were. I'm not sure if he's had his pro day yet. I'm not sure he's. But they were rumored to be 33 inches, which is which is below the kind of threshold of what what the traditional scouts would say was was enough. But he's definitely got the tools, the hand fighting, and the the, the kind of recovery to to overcome, and um and the, his use of leverage and everything is it's absolutely fine. It's not it's not even an issue. It's not even worth bringing up. Other than there's not much else to say negative about him. Yeah. Would you? Some people talking about playing him at guard. Would you? 
I think I think that's the hand thing. I think that's the arm length thing. I, and I don't I don't think I don't think he necessarily needs to. And I don't think he's one of those guys that will fail at tackle. I think he's I think he'll make it. I, I kind of see. I kind of think that he may end up being a guard. He's he's. I've seen some people have him as six four, but most most of the uh, people I've seen have him as six three. And he's, you know, he he's. I mean, he's definitely to me. He's the best technical lineman in the draft. If you look at technical qualities of what makes a good offensive lineman, I think he's the best. But you know, you compare Penny Sewell at six six three twenty five, Rashawn Slater six three three zero five. So if he's going to play tackle, I think he'd have to gain a few pounds. And I think he's a, I think he's a tad small for the position. But that guy, this guy could be, a, you know, he could be a great, great guard, like right away, I think. I think you could pop him into any offensive system. Zone blocking, I think he would really excel. But I think you could pop him into any offensive system right now, and he's going to be a great guard for, for any NFL team. But it would be interesting because he, he does have the talent to play tackle, but I just think he's a little – I think he's a little on the small side at 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 six three three zero five. How funny does that sound? <laughs> yeah, that, that's well. As as Gav said, though, I think the the thing with him I, I, was it maybe um, who's the guy you like, Gav? The uh, the Cowboys fan online. Uh, oh, Voch Voch Lombardi. That's the one. Was he the one who was doing a breakdown of his tape with uh, Chase Young? Um, so you know, like you said, he's he's done it against NFL caliber. I mean, very high level NFL caliber in Chase Young, right? But um, yeah, I agree. Incredibly technically polished from what I could see, um, but I, unfortunately, I don't have the skills Rich does. So I, I'm, I'm going to trust you guys, even though you're going in opposite directions on whether you should be a tackle or a guard. But um, yeah, I think I think you definitely try him at tackle. You know, you give him yeah, a couple of years, that, and then yeah, I think he, you know he might end up being your right tackle rather than your left tackle. But I think very I think high, very high floor. It felt like though, you know, because because of his technical ability. So uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to say can't miss, but that's what it kind of felt like. Um, the third guy on this list, uh, you mentioned Rich Christian Derisart of Virginia Tech. Do you want to uh, start on him? Okay, um, yeah, he's um, he comes from a, um, a Virginia Tech, right? Six five, three fourteen. You know, good size. Um, he comes from a, a college that was heavy in the in the run game. Um, so there is there is a little bit of question of his pass protection ability, but I, I thought you know from watching the tape, I thought he looked. I thought he looked great in pass protection. Um, he has some issues, but he's, he's really explosive at the point of attack, and he has a very violent hand punch. You know, this, this guy just drives um, defenders off the line of scrimmage. Um, he bends at the knees the way you're supposed to. You know, 6'5 is a tall guy. Sometimes these guys have a tendency to bend at the waist. So he, bend, he, he bends his knees into his anchor. You know, he's, and he is a great, great run blocker. Um, the, the, the one thing that I see is he, he doesn't have um, real quick feet and he doesn't always keep his feet moving in pass protection um, throughout, throughout the, the, his rep. Um, sometimes it seems he relies a little bit too much on power with his hands because he does have a, a, a fantastic hand punch. Um, and, 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 and in the run game, he's a great blocker, but he doesn't, I, I, he doesn't seem to have that killer instinct. You know, that after, like after his assignment, like he's just kind of like, OK, I did my job. I'm done. Whereas you see some of these guys that have that that killer mentality where they, they, they get their assignment and the guy's out of the way and then they're downfield looking for somebody else to destroy. You know, and that right. doesn't that doesn't mean he's not a great player. It's just, you know, it's just something that I noticed that, you know, some players have and some players don't. Um, but I think I, I mean, I think he's a he's a great 
prospect at tackle. This this guy is, you know, we I think he would fit real good in the Steelers system because I think you could pop him in. He he could replace a core for right now easily, and we would have so much better of a of a blocking right tackle, you know. So I think the guy's good. I think he's going to be the third lineman off off the board. Um, but I just think he's a little more suited for a, a, a run-heavy team than, than a pass-heavy team. I don't see him at left tackle, but I see him being a really, really great right tackle. Yeah, it's, he's, he's a strange one, isn't he? Because he, he's got the kind of physicality of or the size and the kind of the, the, the appearance of the kind of dancing bear kind of tackle. But he, he's, he, his game really is in the run game. But like you say, he doesn't have that nasty mentality. So he's, he's, he's a strange he's a strange mix, really. I mean, the other thing about Virginia Tech is they're a real quick strike offense um, in terms of, of getting the ball out when they do throw. So he, he wasn't really tested maintaining blocks with a QB going through his reads. And and I thought I saw him get beat around the edge quite a few times. I think I know you kind of alluded to that. It didn't always kind of drop his pass set, didn't he? It always seem to protect the quarterback in the right place. Now, that could be that the quarterback's drifted off where they're meant to be, but it, it didn't seem like he sort of covered the arc well. It kind of let, let, led, led the rusher into the quarterback quite a lot. Um, and I, I wonder if he's, he's going to struggle in the NFL against real, real speedy, bendy edge guys and then doesn't have the intensity or the finishing in you know, the nastiness in the run game. So I wonder if, he, if he's kind of just going to be better than average and not be a real difference maker where, where you're hoping for him to be. Um, I've actually got him below my next guy, which is kind of more of uh, a different, a very different dude. Maybe we'll get onto him in a second, but I do like Darius. So don't get me wrong. I just think, I think he's a strange mix of things. I, I, I'd rather him be more of a, more aggressive if he's going to be a run blocker or to be, to be better at, at pass sets if he's going to, to, to sit, suit his body type. So I'm not sure. I, Maybe maybe it's all coachable, you know. I mean, the way he, he absorbs bull rushes really well. He just he's so big. He just soaks it up like a sponge, um, and he does get to the the second level really well in the run game, which is great for a guy of his kind of size and frame. And he's got good balance, and um, you know, it, it, I think he's a good. I've seen scouts saying his stance, feet, quickness, and techniques have changed considerably over college. I have to take take their word for it. So, but it seems like he's you know he's a he's a good coach up. He, he'll coach up well. Because uh, he did, he did progress through. He got steadily better throughout his college career with, and he suddenly came good in 2020. So that that's what you you want to see. That you want to see the progression, not like a guy that's banging against his ceiling already. So, you know, he's got the potential. So, so maybe I'm being a bit unfair, but that that's just what I came away from the tape with. Yeah, z- zero sacks allowed this year, which is zero, zero sacks and zero hits in 2020. So a good year. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up as well, Rich, about his kind of mentality. Um, maybe not being there because that's that's kind of what I wrote down I wrote easy power is kind of how I described it but but I think that is what you're saying basically which is that he doesn't have that kind of uh killer instinct I suppose you'd say to be seeking out you know the next guy or, or it just feels like the game comes easy to him you know almost if, if that makes sense yeah, um, yeah. But I agree I, yeah sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry I was just gonna say I, I agree with Gavin I have somebody rated over him as well and and I, I I dream that he'll drop to the Steelers. I, I don't think he will, but there's always that chance. But I think the scouts really love Darasaw more than than this guy. I, I think I think he'll probably be the third guy, third lineman off the board. But yeah, there. And I wonder if we have it's the same. It's probably the same guy, Gav. It let's, probably let, is. Let's do it because I also have Darasaw at four. 
Okay. So are we, so who, are, are, are on, we, are we all talking about Tevin Jenkins? I am, yeah. I am, yeah. Wow. He's my it. red star. He's my red star. red star. Well. red star. Oh my gosh, have we got a red star across the board? Red star! <laughs> red star! And, and Dave, who unfortunately can't be here, messaged me to say... So we've got a unanimous Tevin Jenkins from Oklahoma State Red Star. Amazing. Apologies uh, to anyone listening <laughs> for that <laughs> for that assault on the ears. Um, yeah, it, it's crazy, dude. I mean, if this dude is on the board, I think he'll be gone as well, Rich. But if this dude's on the board at 24, and this is where you're starting to get into the realms of possibility, right? You know, he could be. Um, then I think you sprint up the card, right? I mean, he's just a big, powerful, will-imposing kind of lineman. Um, he's so hyper-aggressive. Uh, this is the guy you want, right, to to improve our run game tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for, for sure. And and you know he's he's pretty doggone good in the passing game too. He, I mean he's not he doesn't have the the real great feet, but not bad, but not great. But he's only given up two sacks in three years. Yeah. You know, so so the guy's doing something. And did you hey did you guys watch his tape against Texas? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Did you see what he did to Joseph Asai like I, four or five times? Yeah. Holy crap! He drove him one time out of bounds and then right into the ground. It's like, oh my gosh! He took put him into the Gatorade. He put he gave him a Gatorade bar. It's like Missy Matthews jumping out the way on the oh, sideline. Man, I don't amazing. like to, I don't like to see this. Two of my boys got just getting into fights like this. You know, yeah. <laughs> Osai is is my guy. I can't be having this. But in that in that Texas game, did you see? It? I mean, is is he the strongest guy in the class? I, I've never seen anything like this. In that same Texas game, there's a there's a the 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 defense try uh, they're try they're running the screen game. Uh, the offense are and the defense are trying to cover it. And there's three guys coming towards the ball carrier. Jenkins takes them all three out with one hit. It will go to the ground. It's amazing. The dude is so strong. This this guy, I mean, we said the Steelers lack some nasty, right? They've got, not, you know, they've lost that kind of nasty, angry. This guy is like the, the angry, big, strong dude that just pushes guys around and, and just imposes will. Gets guys on the ground. He, he takes takes rushes to the ground in pass protection, you know? he's just He just deals with people. Um, he's, he's a short setter again. Uh, you know, he's, he's not one of those kind of arcing, dancing bears. But he's got great arm strength. Love his arm strength, his hand fighting skills, and he recovers with power rather than balance or quickness. So he'll just he'll just 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 take a guy down. Um, and he holds on to rushes, great grip, doesn't let go, and, and gets downhill in a run. Shit, just add much needed push um, to the to the Steelers' run game. And 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 you see him communicating and accounting for blitzes and stunters and and um, just transfer transfers on those stunts really nicely. With timing, which is an asset, um, and just and just just create space in the run game. I mean, I, I I genuinely think is he is he the strongest guy in his class? He could be, yeah, he could be. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. it's funny. I must have been feeling fancy when I was watching uh, Jenkins take because I actually, I wrote down plays like a debt collector kicking down doors. <laughs> <laughs> he, he does. He just wants to physically dominate people, and I think it'd be so good to have. I, and I'm glad that you guys are on the same page as this because I, I was a little bit worried that maybe I was getting uh, kind of swayed or, or fallen in love with, uh, you know, his play style and, and and not taking into account all the technique stuff. But it sounds like you agree, Rich. Yeah, for sure. I love the guy. He's he's a brawler, and you know, and and here's the thing too. Um, he might. It's possible he might drop to us. Stranger things in the draft have happened, and I'll tell you one reason why. The, co- the coaches and, 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 and line coaches that are really sticklers for arm length might pass him by because he's 6'6", 320. 
huge offensive lineman, but he's got short arms for his size. He's, his, his arms are a little under 33 inches. Now, they, usually these guys that are sticklers for this stuff, they like 34-inch uh, arms. So, I don't know. Maybe. It's possible. I still don't think he will, but, it, man, I, it, oh, I, I would be so excited if he did and, and they picked him. I, just, I love the guy. He's just just – and he's he's so smooth pulling across the line of str- line of scrimmage. I mean, the guy, is so much drive power. I, I just I, I really love the guy, and 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 definitely if he's there, I would love to see them take him. I th- I think there's a chance, unless there's a real like real run on tackles. But wh- why would there be? Because it, it's not like the, it, there's a drop off after him, right? There's still some some real good tackles. Definitely, that we're getting on too soon. Um, yeah. So I just think, you know, that these tackles are just going to kind of be sprinkled throughout the draft. And I think this guy could be on the board. And I, I, I think given that, you know, the, there's a massive need on the O-line and there's a massive need at cornerback, and it's so much harder to project at cornerback, I think they'd be crazy not to take Jenkins if he's there. Yeah. What do you um, do? Okay, what do you guys do if Jenkins is there, Mac Jones and Najee Harris? I mean, I'm going. I'm going Jenkins. Jenkins all day. Yeah, yeah. No, no, right. yeah. Yeah, I go. No I go Mac Jones. Oh, really? But right. I don't think Mac Jones will be there. Yeah, he's. I, I think he's going to be great in the NFL. But, but not to take anything away from Jenkins. But I, I would take Jenkins over Harris, though, as as much as that hurts me to say. Um, <laughs> but I mean, how many times do you does a does a um, franchise quarterback fall to you at 24? It just very rarely happens. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, so why isn't Jenkins? Uh, uh, higher up in the draft, well, he, he's not like you said the, the 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 short arms, but I think he overcomes that with the things we talked about, the skills, uh, like the Paxel move, which the you know the kind of Wing Chun move he does is is next level. He's he's just a great at just timing his sideways block of the guy's attacking arm just to get rid of it. Um, but he's not the best athlete. Uh, his foot speed isn't isn't elite. It's okay when it, when he's setting, but it can it can lag a bit when he's under pressure, and you see his feet get out from under him a little bit. He's, he's better in tight spaces uh, than, than in open space. Um, he can get a little bit off balance. He does over lunge a little bit. Um, and some, some people are projecting him as a better guard. But I, get, I think that's just something that happens to anyone. Anytime a tackle's got short arms, he gets projected to play a guard. Um, I, I think he's got the skills to overcome it. He, he, may need, he may need to be on the right side. He may, he, he's definitely more impacts the run game than the pass game. He may need um, a tight end or a running back uh, uh, on his side, you know, on the strong side to uh, to chip the speedy edge guys that he he sometimes get. You do see him get beaten by occasionally. He was beaten on the last play. Did you see that game? He was beaten by uh, Joseph Asai um, on the very last play for a sack uh, to to seal the game. Yeah. Um, and he he owned him in the run. On, on, and, and almost every other play, but on that last play of the game to win the game, he was beaten, which was you know it's a bit of a shame. But those things aside, I absolutely love Tevin Jenkins, and I really hope he's in the black and gold. Yeah, str- strongly agree. Uh, and you can't hold it against him that he was he was, he was beaten by Osai because we know Osai is elite. Well, we think yeah. we you do. <laughs> <laughs> I would say he won that battle, though. If you yeah, look at the. Yeah. You look at the complete game. He won that. <laughs> yeah. Have you watched any Osai? No, going to get on a tangent. Have you watched any Osai, Rich? Yeah, yeah, he's great. I mean, really, really good looking uh, uh, pass rusher. I, 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 yeah, I think he's great. I was just interested uh, to see which side of the fence you fell on because we got into an argument about it last week. 
Did you? Who was you? Who's your? Have you got a red star on the edge, guys, or do you want to sort of come back with those later? Honestly, I, honestly, I didn't. I didn't do it. I, I was so busy working. I was. I, I had a couple of days. I worked sixteen hours. I had an eighteen-hour day, so I. I honestly didn't have a chance to do it. I did listen to the podcast, though. I. I, uh, I listened to every one, and and I and I found that I enjoy listening to them more when I'm not on there. So that was that was. <laughs> Uh, uh, no, yeah, yeah. Great so, so modest man um yeah well if you want to, if you want to uh you know at some point come back before the draft with all your red star guys for your positions if you have them then uh okay. yeah I'll add them to the because I'm, I'm kind of doing a tweet thing so uh any listeners want to i'm doing a red uh red star tweet tracker on twitter so uh yeah you can you can see who all our sleepers are and all that stuff so i'll add yours man um, things open up a little bit from here, right? I think in terms of consensus, it starts to get a little bit more vague as to who the next guy is. So I don't know if you want to start going around. It turns like we have been doing. Gav, do you want to introduce the next guy? Yeah, yeah. The the guy I, I like next is uh, is uh, Liam Eichenberg out of Notre Dame, six six three zero eight. This guy's just just a solid uh, plug and play left tackle. I think he's just three year starter, uh, versatile, can play guard or tackle. Uh, he's just all-round solid athlete. His technique, size, p- speed, power, smooth feet. He's got a nice pop out of his stance into his pass set. It's all there, really. Just uh, he recovers well. He's, he's patient. Doesn't doesn't. He's not overly aggressive when he doesn't need to be. He engages well and drives with feet through blocks in the run game. Didn't allow a single sack in two seasons. I think he's he's a really safe pick. Uh, you, you just draft him and move on with your life because you've got your starting left tackle. I mean, he, this is a guy that this is what I'm talking about. There's still. Guys like this on the board after Jenkins, uh, you, you know, you get your franchise left tackle uh, with, you know, end of first, start of second. So, you know, if if Jenkins wasn't there, this guy, I really like this guy. This this guy could have been my, my red star for where the Steelers are picking. Yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's like we're on the same page here so far. I think we've had the exact same list so far in terms of uh, uh, the rankings. But yeah, I, I really like Eichenberg. Just a very... Am I saying that right? Eichenberg? Is it Eichenberg? Eichenberg. Eichenberg. Um, very polished technique and footwork help make up for what I think is, is a lack of maybe high-end traits, right? And I, and I think it creates this this very high-floor kind of guy. Just, just I think you could probably plug him in straight away. He's got a lot of experience, right? He's, he started 37 straight games, allowed zero sacks in the last two years. Um, one thing I read on him which I thought kind of summed up maybe a negative on him a little bit if there if there is one to talk about um more professional than passionate in his blocking which i thought was interesting it, it, it does kind of sum up his play style a little bit in the sense that uh he, he steps in he gets the job done he's not going to uh wow you maybe he's uh but i just think he's a guy that's going to play for 10 or 12 years and, and not make too much noise but he's going to be a solid uh part of any line and is that what you want in, in the first round i don't know that's that's difficult but um I think he's a very high floor prospect. So yeah, I mean, I agree. I, I think he's a, a very interesting guy. And uh, I, I, would you be comfortable taking him in the first round, Kev? Yeah, I, I wouldn't hate it if they did. I mean, it, you know, it wouldn't be. It's not going to be, you know, the most exciting pick if he gets taken. But it, that, that's the kind of the player he is. But he's solid. And if I mean, if there was a run on tackles and they were desperate to fill that need, you'd, I mean, you'd, you'd be ha- you'd be love to get him in the second round. That, but I don't, I yeah, don't know if he'd be there for the. I don't know if he'd be there for the uh, second round pick the Steelers have, so maybe you do if 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 there's a run and he's 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 the next tackle up, you take him. Yeah, uh, he's not massive size wise either, is he? He's like he's like about three hundred pounds, but he's he's it doesn't show up in, in tape in terms of his strength. It feels like he he has the strength of a much larger guy. Um, yeah, well, he's six six, so you could get the, get the power, you, you know, put get him to bulk up a tiny bit in the right places, and you've got you've got a strong dude. Yeah, uh, what do you think, Rich? 
I like him. I don't like him in the first round for where the Steelers are. That just my way of looking at it is, if if the guy, if I don't think the guy has a chance to be a, a left tackle in the NFL, like I think Jenkins, you'd probably start him at right, but he, I think he could definitely play left tackle at, at, at some point. Um, then I then I don't want, I'm not going to take him in the first round. If he drops to the second, that's different. But I think the guy's a really solid, like you guys said, he's solid technique. He's a good tackle. He lacks um, he lacks some athleticism, you know. And and he he's I think he's gonna would have problems with speed rushers in the NFL. He doesn't have real quick, fluid footwork off the edge, you know. I, so I I don't really see him playing left tackle. I think you could drop him in, and I think almost any of these guys are going to be immediate upgrade to Okorafor. I think you could drop him in at right tackle, and I think he would he would he would play fine for us. But I I don't see him at uh, I don't see him first round. I, I I wouldn't spend a first round pick on him. That's interesting. I, I do think he projects to left tackle, but that's just that's just me. That's that's interesting. I just I just, I, I think I just think the the, the all round safeness of him you could you could put him out there and let him protect the blind side. Well, uh, he better gain some weight though if you, if you want him at yeah. left tackle. He's he's light for six six three hundred pounds. That's pretty light. He's he's going to have to put ten or fifteen pounds on at least. Yeah, yeah, he, he would need to. But I I just think I think he can ultimately. But, uh, cool. Interesting to see what happens. I mean, good player though. Good, good. I think real good player. Definitely one of the top tackles in the draft. Hmm. Um, next, I think there's, there's two more guys. I think that are uh, potential first rounders. I don't know if anyone thinks there's any more. That's kind of where I am with it. Um, so I'll just jump into the next guy, Alex Leatherwood out of Alabama. This is a guy I've seen mocked to us quite a bit at the end of the first round. Um, former five star, highly recruited tackle. Um, prototypical size and length for the position I think you know if you were to write down what do you want out of a left tackle this guy looks like one um he's got exceptional size and play strength very very powerful arms vice grip once 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 he latches onto a dude there's no getting free and I think he's a big plus in the run game uh, however um I was not a huge fan but for two reasons firstly he's not he's not got the athleticism I think to be a top tier Pass blocker. He does his best work playing again, uh, playing in a phone booth, right? Is the is the is the expression I believe playing kind of tight and, and engaged. But he gets caught out with a very wide base. Um, I think someone was breaking this down, and I, I was like, wow. I mean, this dude is doing the splits out there. He isn't athletic enough to kind of escape that, um, and, and he's going to get caught with speed rushes, and and that scares me a little bit. Um, I don't know if you guys sort of thought the same thing or saw that on tape. Yep. Yep. For sure. I don't see him as a as a tackle in the NFL. I see him more as a guard. Uh, I, and I'll tell you why. You, I, I agree with you 100% about his athleticism. I, it, when you're closer to the ball on the offensive line, quickness matters more. And he has some decent quickness, short burst quickness. And then as you come out of the offensive line to the pat- tackle position, athleticism means more. So I, I think I think this guy could could be a, a really really good guard in the NFL. And I think you, I think maybe they'll try him at right tackle. I don't see him playing left tackle. I, I think they'll try him at right tackle and see how he does. And I think he might struggle a little bit because um, I, I just don't like his footwork at all. In blocking, in run blocking, he's, he's, he's got some good footwork. In pass blocking, he's, it's, it's slow and it's not fluid. Um, but, you know, as, as a guard, I, I could see somebody taking him in the first round and, and just dropping him right in at guard. 
Yeah, the, the, the issue. I mean, I was I, I really liked the Alabama O line, and uh, I was quite high on on Leatherwood. But the more you watch him, the more you notice these little things. Like he, he seems a bit stiff to me, and he, he kind of has trouble recovering sometimes. Gets off balance a little bit when attacked by the more more savvy pass rushers that know what they're doing and have you know rush with a plan or whatever. He, he, you kind of see him get beat, and um, you know you wonder how much some of those other like, high you know elite O line men were kind of covering him a little bit. You know, with, in terms of not giving up all the space. But um, he's st- he's still a good guy. I think I think some of those things are coachable, and he does. I think he's got a fairly fairly safe floor. I think he's you know I, I agree he's not the top end athlete, but he, he's got he's got he's got some pretty good athletic traits. I think he's, I mean he was first team All American, right? And he he's pretty long, pretty powerful, and he's he's kind of versatile. You could you know like you say you could definitely play guard, got strong arms, and 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 he's he's kind of decent against run and pass. And I, I don't hate his pass set. I, I know I know that his footwork, he, he gets, when he's engaged, sometimes his feet can get caught up and he, they get away from under him. But his actual initial pass set, his, feet, his footwork's quite smooth. So I wonder if that's something that could be, he could be coached up, you know, with, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But he, he's definitely more of a risky pick than some of these other guys. And, and perhaps I, I've got someone else ahead of him as well. I don't know if, if you guys do. In terms yeah, of- I, I do as well. Okay, we can move on if you want. Yeah, it's interesting what you say about the the floor, though. I I, I think he's a, a potential bust if you take him in the first round because I, I worry about his ability to to deal with like the speedier pass rushers. I just think I wouldn't take him in the, the yeah. Wood. yeah. I wouldn't yeah. take him in the first round. Yeah, no, neither would I. I'd be, I'd be really dis- you know seeing these mocks now, I'd be really disappointed if this was the way they went in the first round. But um, yeah, I think I think it's uh, and I was I was victim to it too. It's like when you when you start out in this process of of doing mocks and and. You know, you watch you watch the big players, the the, the players from the big programs first, and mm. you know, uh, the, the Alabama. You've seen them come through the kind of national championships and everything, so you kind of you know the name, you know the player, and so you, it's natural to kind of project him to the top of the of your rankings. But then, as as you kind of dig down deep, you kind of say, oh, actually, yeah, there's there's issues there, and you know, so I think I think that's I think I think round two is fairly fair for him. I don't know. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah. Rich, you want to uh, introduce the next guy? Sure. Um, I'm uh, Dylan Radunes out of uh, North Dakota State. Now, I think this guy's probably going to end up going in the second round at some point, but I, I, I really like a lot about this guy. He's 6'6", 304, and his lower body is is has like not proportionate strength to upper and lower body. His lower body is more is stronger than his upper body. So at 304, if he wants to play tackle in the NFL, he's going to have to bulk up a little bit. Guy's a great great run blocker though um uh, arm length is uh, is another question like some of these guys i think it's like 33 and a quarter so you know it's a little shorter than what they like um but he also has played guard in college um and and interesting he was recruited and i noticed researching a lot of these guys uh, or at least a decent amount of them were recruited as defensive players out of high school um, this guy was a two-star defensive end out of high school, and, and, and he is very physical in run blocking. He has good footwork in, in the running blocking game. He's good balance. He gets to the second level fast um, in, in open space, and he just barrels over defenders. Um, and he's like I said, he's not quite the pass blocker he is as a, as a, as a run blocker, um, but he has does have a strong anchor. He has a nice, nice punch. Um, you know, pretty fluid getting to the edge, but not not great. Um, and he, and he, the thing is, he was he was really dominant in the FCS 
you know, but you know, you don't have quite the, um, the competition there as you do in other, other, you know, parts of college ball. So that's a little bit of a question, but I, but I like the guy a lot. And, and if they, if the Steelers end up going, you know, first round, I don't know, some other position and they're looking for a tackle on the second and he's there, I think that he would be a real good pick in the second round. Yeah. yeah, I mean he's sorry, he's got the sorry sorry he's got the same issues as Trey Lance because he was Trey Lance's uh, left tackle right so mm-hmm. he's got the same strength of opposition questions but um he had he had a big senior bowl he he showed up there and and that's where a lot of the hype about him was really really kind of taken on steam you know he showed great technique and and kind of kind of cut his mustard against those those highly touted players in the senior bowl so some of those questions were answered for sure. Um, I, I was in, I was initially super enthused about him. I'm just uh, interested on on what Rich thinks. I was initially super enthused about his effort and you know his burst on tape. I mean he's the closest thing to Penay Sewell in terms of open field blocking that I saw. I mean he, he's he's hyper athletic. Um, but the more I watched him, the more I started to become a little bit concerned that, with his with his frame and and like kind of would he hold up against stronger um, you know edge talent in the NFL and. Obviously, the level of competition plays into that a little bit. Um, I don't know. That, that concerns me just a little bit. I wonder what you thought of that. Yeah, he, he doesn't. He doesn't carry the mass yet to play tackle. So he could be a guy that you need to to spend a year because at three hundred four he is, and he, he's not even that. He just weighs three hundred four. He looks like, doesn't he? he looks, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, it's, he's he's not got a very imposing frame. He looks like a tight end. Yeah, yeah, he does. So I think I think you're going to want to bulk him out, but. A lot of the things, I mean, that comes at the, the, the what's the opposite of a cost? You know, the benefit of amazing athleticism yeah. that he, he has. I mean, he's he's one of the most athletic uh, linemen in this class, I think. The way the way he gets downfield, you know, he disengages and gets downfield so well. I mean, did you watch the, the Central Arkansas tape, which was the uh, Trey Lance first pick game? Did you watch that one? Uh, mm-hmm. I can't um, remember the teams who played. There's this play. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a, it's the one where they came back and played like a couple of special games this year just to, you know, with with the COVID oh, okay. and everything. And, and, and Trey Lance, they, they they really wanted to get the pick and, they, and Central Arkansas did um, because obviously Trey Lance hadn't been picked in college up to that point. But there's this one play where the ball is on the North Dakota own. They're on their own fourth yard line and, and, and Lance is actually, he, he takes a snap with his feet on, on his goal line. Um, and, and Dylan uh, engages his man who, who is rushing the edge, and he, he actually he they make contact at the two yard line, um, and 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 Radoon's just he uses the rusher's momentum and just tosses him five yards deep into the end zone. His rusher, by which point Lance has tucked the ball and, and escaped the pocket and is running downfield, and now Dylan turns and I mean he has his he has his back foot in the end zone, and he runs behind Lance for 25 yards and he keeps up with him. And then and then he suddenly goes, oh, I'm not I'm not I'm not getting I'm not getting I'm not going to get in front of Lance. So he turns and blocks and kills some poor linebacker who never saw him. <laughs> and, and and I actually injured the dude. I mean, the guy's down there to stop the, the, the game. You know, he gets carted off. It's, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, don't want to see anyone injured. But the effort and the athleticism that he showed in, in that play alone, that that got me hyped, man. I mean, it was just too, you know, he basically removed two players from the field of play in one play at, at like 30 yards apart it was amazing hmm. yeah he's he's a very different i mean of all the guys that i looked at apart from sewell obviously he's just a very different prospect right a very different idea and uh you'd have to have a plan with him i think like you say to bulk him up a little bit but uh certainly intriguing 
in the second round. I, I, I get the sense that someone's going to fall in love with him, though, and take him pretty high in the second. Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he's a kind of a project, I guess, mm. in that you've got to, you've got to bulk him up, but just an enticing prospect. Yeah, definitely high high upside. Can you hear the ice cream van in the background? No. Okay, <laughs> just wanted to check. <laughs> Weird okay. time for what is it in the UK here? It's six uh, forty-eight. Yeah. Weird time. The, the sun's setting. Yeah, is it one of those dodgy ice cream vans where they're selling illicit goods out of? Oh, that maybe. was a scam for a be. while, wasn't it? Yeah. Do, do you know actually where I live, we have an ice cream boat. You go down no to the way. end of my street and there's like a little boat. It only comes in the summer, but it sits there and sells ice cream out of the boat. Oh, 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 the, on the canals of Old York? On, on the, it's not a canal, but it's... Uh, a river. Sorry, that sounded really like like you didn't know about canal. <laughs> I don't know why that came out like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, it's nice. Sorry, I, don't, I didn't expect you to have like... <laughs> Encyclopedic knowledge of York's rivers and canals. Um, okay. okay, anyway, we're getting uh, sidetracked. Right, so the former capital city of the UK. No, it's got, you've got to know a thing yeah, or two. That's true. Still legal there to shoot an Irishman with a bow, is it? Or is it a Welshman? Scotsman. 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 Yeah. Ah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, as long as you're inside the walls, though, don't do it where I live. Um, yeah. as, as, when was the last time that was tested, that law? I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I should test it. It's probably something yeah. I'll do next time I get drunk. Yeah, rum and monster, and then bow and arrow. Get Dave down <laughs> and shoot some Scotsman. Uh, anyway, get, get Stuart Love down, chase him around the streets of York with a bow and arrow. Anyway, uh, who you got? Next? Who's who's next? Who's uh, next? The next guy is another kind of super athletic guy. Is Samuel Cosme um, out of Texas? Another guy I see mocked to the Steelers quite a bit at the end of the first round. Uh, but for me, this feels to me like a riskier pick. This is a guy who's very agile and athletic for the position, but I just don't think he has the upside in the run game um, or all the, the kind of polished technique that I'd want from a guy in the first round. He's a three-year starter. He, he did improve each year, which we've said that, that you know you like to see on the line. Um, he's a fantastic athletic tackle. I mean, he, he ran a screen pass in for a touchdown and looked like a tight end doing it, right? Um He's got a very nice, uh, he got a very nice mirror. I felt, you know, he has elite pro day numbers, but he's just—he's not a mauler. He has plenty of play strength, but he's not going to run guys over. Um, he definitely has reps. I felt like where he's kind of late to engage and he kind of gets beat as such. I just—I'd be interested to hear if you kind of had the same concerns watching his tape. I wasn't a huge fan of Cosme. What I like about Cosme is his grip. Mm. His, his grip is 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 what up there with the best. I mean, he, he once he gets his hands on you, you are not getting off of him. He just he just holds you and and, and negates your your play, and he, and he handles stunts really well. Um, so I I think he I think he can be you know he's a good pass protector, and I think he could be he could be if he bulks up, puts on some strength, he could be a left tackle. But yeah, in the run game, pretty limited. I mean, he he, he shield blocks okay, you know where he gets in and just turns people, but he, he doesn't really move anyone doesn't offer anything downfield um and while, while his grip's good he's he's weirdly he seems to have trouble with his arm strength um outside of his body especially where you you see him getting beat Any, anyone that takes an angle to him that's not dead ahead you see him getting beat um so he, he gets he, he loses to agility he loses to uh, rush angle and he loses to speed and he, he can get forced off balance by the by the speed rushes and doesn't have a great recovering agility. So, and he kind of kind of leans forward, gets over his feet, and, and he's not that much of a hand fighter. So, yeah, there, there's issues there. Um, he's not aggressive enough in the run game, um, but he does have a decent punch to like redirect people. So you know, he can he can he can punch you. So he's he's got this kind of weird mix of uh, strength, but also weakness. Um, but he lacks the lateral quickness for the zone game. 
Um, and you notice that, especially when when he's sort of sealing sealing the backside. He's better leading the leading the zone. But when he's when he's trying to seal and get, he's got that, he doesn't have much change of direction that uh, Rich was talking about earlier. He's kind of a bit ploddy in, in in that zone game. So yeah, he's he's a difficult one, and I'm not I'm not I'm not massively high on him. No. What do you think, Rich? Well, my my big problem with I, I think he's very athletic. I think he's one of the more athletic uh, tackles in the draft, um, and he and he is a three year starter at Texas, so he's got a lot of experience. Um, my my one of my big issues with him is um, he he doesn't seem to always play with intensity to me. Yeah. It's like he gives like half hearted efforts at times, you know, and and that's a that's always a big concern I think in any sport when you see an athlete like that that you have to com- always motivate them, you know, to do their job out there. And I don't know if that's the case, but I just just from what I've seen, that seems to be an issue with him. I mean, he does have great upside. I think for sure because of his athleticism, but like you said, he, he, he's because he's six seven, he doesn't tend to 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 sink into his hips. He he bends at the waist. It seems too much. You know, you know, when you're six seven, if you if you do that, you're going to play with a with a high pad level, and then you're going to get these he's going to these pro guys are going to get underneath you and get all the leverage, and 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 you're just done at that point. You don't have a chance. You know, so. I think he's one of those guys that, you know, somebody's going to take a chance on him probably somewhere around two, I would think, because he is so athletic. But I, I, I agree. I don't I don't I wouldn't want I wouldn't I wouldn't take a chance on him for, uh, for the Steelers. Yeah. I just don't think he improves the run game. And I think that's kind of what I was looking for, especially with us having the 32nd best run game, run game in the league last year. Um, that's what I'm trying to upgrade of this position, you know. Well, yes and no. I mean, uh, if if Big Al's gone, I think any tackle help is needed. Mm. You know? Well, of course, um, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, what was what was what was Chuck's great strength? The athleticism, right? So that kind of, you know, I I, I, I don't know. You know, in some ways, Banner is better in the run game than pass protecting. And Chuck's is just unproven at left tackle, so he, he's actually a, you know a dancing bear type, more of a need. I don't know. So maybe this guy is, you know, you could take a second rounder on this guy and kind of try and work him out at left tackle. I don't know how, but you just kind of like talked in circles around what I said and then and then like convinced me into the opposite of what I'd said. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened. <laughs> I wouldn't take him first round, but I, I think if if you if you go elsewhere and all these tackles are gone, I think, you know, you, there's, there's a, I wouldn't hate it if they did take him second second round. Fair enough. Uh, Gav, I think it's your turn. Do you want to introduce the next guy? Yeah, I mean, uh, this is this guy I like from the, the Michigan prospect, uh, Jalen Mayfield, mm. 6'5", 319. Just this guy is is kind of Tevin Jenkins light in, in, in a way. So wide-bodied, probably right tackle, got a great first step, good, good burst in the run game. He's only 21. Uh, he's red shirt sophomore, so only has 15 starts over two seasons because of the COVID thing. So it's a little bit of a projection, but he's very powerful for his age. He's gone up against NFL caliber rushers and held his own. I, I love it how he's a finisher. Um, he's, he's another guy like like Jenkins. You see, you see him like escort people out of the building, you know, like off onto the sideline. Uh, he walls off well in the run game. He, keep, he keeps his feet moving well through blocks, so he's got that kind of speed to power agility. Uh, he gets off balance too often, but but he recovers well. So it's like he handles, like he his his he he gets beaten, but he recovers well, and he, and he handles being off balance. So that that's something that you know he's coachable. I reckon he can improve his initial techniques. You can use his recovery ability. You know that would be that would be an asset. 
Um, he gets up to the second level well with pace. He's got strong arms that are hard to swipe away. But he, he, but he's unrefined with his arm techniques. He's he's um, you know he's he's not one of the best hand fighters in the in the class for sure. And he hasn't got the smoothest drop. He's a little bit herky jerky. So I'd like to see the, the footwork improve. Um, he's definitely more of a going forward kind of, you know, aggressive uh, attacking kind of dude rather than a, you know, dancing bear type. So he would be in that competition with Banner for for, for right tackle, I think. I don't, I don't think he projects to be a left tackle. Um, he's not shabby in pass protection, but he's just not dominant. He's He's got a decent anchor. He absorbs blocks, but I just I just don't love his feet. They, they get left behind. Um but he's still growing, you know. He's got time and he's got a high ceiling, so I, I like him. I really like him. I yeah. think I, I don't know. I think he's going to go sort of early seconds. I don't think he's going to be in a range for the Steelers, but I, I definitely like him. Yeah, he's a bit of a project, maybe too much for for the, the second round. I, I don't know. Like what you what you're saying about his footwork makes sense to me because he he does look strange when he's kind of um, not dropping back, but what would you call it? Kind of pass set. Yeah, sorry. When when he's in his pass set, he he's 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 like fluttery almost. You know, he kind of um, he's dancing around a little bit and looks kind of off balance, and I just think they could, you could take advantage of that in the NFL a little bit. But uh, yeah, yeah, it needs work. Definitely, need, it definitely needs work. Yeah, what do you think, Rich? I, this guy is is really um, a mystery to me. You know, early on, the, you know, the, the the experts and scouts had this guy projected as the third offensive lineman off the board. If you look at the early mock drafts. Hmm. And he's just taken a nosedive. Um, I, you know, I like the guy, um, I, and I actually thought his footwork was okay. I, I, I didn't think it was so, was really really too bad. Um, but I, and I think he's a pretty decent athlete. You know, he, he seems to get to the second level pretty smoothly and pretty quickly. Um, he he does what you what Gavin was saying about him playing over his toes. He definitely that is I think one of his biggest problems. I did notice that quite a bit watching his tape, and that's not good in any sport. You you can't do that. Like if anybody listening doesn't understand what that means, like picture picture when a car stalls and you need to push it. Picture your body position when you're trying to push that car. Right. This is a gross exaggeration, of course, but picture you know that type of body position and if that car would suddenly take off what would you do you'd fall flat on your face mm. right so when you when you play over your toes you're off balance you know and these nfl guys you know they're going to make you pay for that you know um so that's something i think he could, that can be coached out of him though um um but yeah i think you know the the, the really I, I, I mean, I think the guy could end up being a good tackle. I really do. Um, the, the one negative, though, he's only started one full season at Michigan. So he's really inexperienced, you know, but but he's got the tools. He's 6'5", 320, you know, and, and like I said, I, I know you guys are down on his footwork, but I thought it wasn't bad. I thought I didn't think I didn't think that was really his, his main problem. Um uh, yeah, he's, he's still very young, right? I mean, there's opportunity to, to teach that at the next level. He's only like 20 year old, I think. Yeah, now, see, I would, I would take a chance with him on, on the second round. Yeah. I, I really would. I think he's got a lot of, lot of good qualities about him. Yeah, he's, he, he's gone. Sorry, sorry, say again. I was going to say, just depending on who's there, of course. Yeah. You know, there are other tackles I would take before him in the second round, but I, if they're gone, I, I wouldn't hesitate to pick him. 
Yeah, I, I, I do. I do really like his aggression and in just his, the way he impacts the run game. And like you say, Sai, that was that, that's something that's really been lacking. So he's he, he's number two in impact the run game with nastiness rankings for me. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I agree. That's a good ranking. Very very specific. <laughs> it's an important ranking. Put know. that next to the wiggle rankings. <laughs> so um, not quite as doesn't quite got the same ring to it, but we can come up with a, a tasty acronym for it. Yeah, I'm sure we can. Um, okay, cool. Ne- who's the next guy we got on the board? I think it's Richie's go. Uh, let's see. I think I'm going to go with... Um, hmm. I'm going to go with uh, James Hudson. Okay. Uh, 64302 out of Cincinnati. Um Huge hands. This is something that everybody made, you know, in the senior bowl, they talked about this, um, like 11 inch hands. So, he, so he obviously has good grip strength, you know, he's good, good leverage with his hands. Arms are a little shorter than you want. Like we talked about They're they're, um, they're about 33 inches. Um, he's another guy. He's a four-star recruit out of high school as a D lineman and, um, transferred from Michigan actually sat out the 2019 season because of transfer regulations so he's a one-year starter he's he's very raw he's a he's a project for for sure but the guy is really athletic very explosive it really exposed to the second level like like one of the better tackles i saw getting to the second level um he finishes off drives i i saw him tape him driving linebackers five six seven yards down the field i mean the guy is so raw but he's He's really got a huge upside, and he has a nastiness to him too, which I, I liked a lot. He's a he's a nice hand punch. Um, he gets to his pass sets pretty quickly. He's, he's a little stiff sliding off the edge. He needs to improve, I think, his pass blocking while in motion a little bit. Um, he seems to struggle a little bit against quick opponents. If you saw the Senior Bowl workouts, he 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 you know he, he didn't look great in those. Although in the game he played really well, he had the highest win rate of any offensive lineman at the Senior Bowl at eighty-eight percent. So that says something about you know that that ability to rise to the occasion, which is you know something you can't put down on paper. Um, but he only has one full year at the position. Um, needs to gain some weight. Three hundred two. That's too light. He's gonna. He needs to gain about ten pounds. But I think he has a huge upside. I don't know what round I would take him in. I, I might be a little hesitant for second, but I think third round. Um, I would. I would jump on him if he's there in the third round. I don't know if he will be, but I would jump on him if the Steelers. If I was the Steelers, and he's my sleeper pick. How oh, is he? Oh, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he is quite late. Um, he's so raw, isn't he? I mean, it's kind of it turned me off a little bit with the with the like you say the senior bowl. The fact that it just looks he looked so unpolished and just he just at times didn't look like he knew what he was doing out there at all. Um, but yeah, that the ceiling is so high. The athleticism, the aggression, um, the, the the size, the speed, the power. Um, so a real project guy. So yeah, interesting dude. It's just I think it it is that it is very risky, isn't it? I mean, yeah, nothing. Before, I mean, late third, I think, I think is a decent spot for him, and that's where we're at. You know, so I, you know, I, I, I would I would chance him at late third. He, the, the athleticism there and the attitude is there, right? Yeah, you know, because you have that Samuel Cosme 
uh, type of situation where you have this athleticism, but maybe not quite the mentality you're looking for doesn't work quite as hard. But this guy's, you know, from what I've read, he's he's a real hard worker in the gym, and so yeah, you know, it might be worth a chance at third round. Did, didn't he headbutt a guy in, in a in a, <laughs> in a in a ball game? Oh, I don't know about that. Did did you know, I'm yeah, apparently, I don't know. Like, that's what. Did he, did he what? I'm sorry, I missed that. Uh, didn't he headbutt a guy in a ball game? Oh, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't see or hear about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was him. I, um, I could be wrong on that. But uh, this was actually the last guy. Uh, I mentioned to you that I, uh, I didn't. Get, I didn't get through as many as I would have liked. I only got to kind of round three. But um, so I, I was halfway through, kind of looking at this guy. But but yeah, I agree with a lot of natural athleticism. You don't find many guys that that move like him at his size. So I like him as a project in the third round. It, do you think like he's another Tooks? Like could it, be. Exactly. If you took, you know, took, if you wanted to took Sky, this is took Sky in this draft, and it, th- that's my one concern is that you kind of need someone that's going to contribute almost immediately on this on this Steelers line, and and I think this guy, while he has enticing traits, is is going to require quite a few years developing. So I just, I mean, you know, you don't want to draft for need, but maybe it's. Maybe this is a guy you, if you want to double dip, you come back and get this guy later on. If he's sitting there in the fourth round, ideal. If you've taken, uh, you know, Tevin Jenkins, hopefully in the first round, that would be an ideal situation because then, you know, he, this guy could be a left tackle and Jenkins could be a right tackle. That that would, would work perfectly. Um, I just worry if this is the only tackle they come out of of this draft. Um, that that would scare me a little bit. I don't know, but I don't know if that's fair. I don't know if they're so high on drafting a tackle early anymore. I, I'm not sure. I, I, you know, at one point we all thought, oh, oh God, tackle first round definitely. But I'm not sure anymore. I mean, I think they're, I think they feel good about Banner and Chucks. Uh, you know, I don't necessarily do, but I think they might. And and what has happened with Villanueva yet? There's always that chance that he resigns with us. Well, that would change everything. If you if 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 they can get Big Al to come back for a reasonable price. I mean, happy days. We're laughing then. I mean, yeah, that, that would yeah. be that would be ideal. And then, yes, you could take this guy in later rounds and then just work on him, build him up. You know, that would be that would be perfect. Okay. Um, the next guy we're talking about is uh, Walker Little out of Stanford. Um, another f- former five star guy. Um, I think he has plenty of upside, but he's a, he's a very interesting uh, player because he had a knee injury in 2019, which means there's basically no meaningful tape because he opted out in 2020 as well. Uh, so you've got to go all the way back to like 2018, I think, and he's out there playing with uh, Gav's boy, JJ Arthago Whiteside. No. Oh. Uh, so it's nice to see him pop up again. Um, but yeah, he's a ve- I, th- I found him a very tough eval. I mean, I did like Arthago. I'm disappointed that his career is not better. Yes, he can't separate. I just like the physicality. Anyway, moving on back to this year. Um, he's an interesting one because he just could be an incredible value, right? If he falls to you in the second round or something, you know, he was on track to becoming a, a high first round pick. But you know, then there's injury concerns and stuff, and, and it, it's an interesting one. But from the take that I saw of him, I mean, he has a great anchor, a very powerful base, and, and an excellent ability to to move his feet quickly and, and, and mirror defenders. Um, I just wonder if those sort of lingering injury concerns and you know the lack of tape are going to put enough teams off for him to to slide down draft boards. What do you think? Yeah, I mean he played one game in two years, like you said, and it was an ACL. So you know, that, hopefully that that medical they get checked out. Uh, it's probably you know it's probably most people recover from their ACLs pretty easy these days, and he's had enough time to get over it. 
but it, it's it's more than damage the prospect. It's just damage the tape, like you say. There's you know there's hardly any there recently, so it's just you know they, they need him to work out and and see see what happens. But I, I really like Walker Little, and I, I you know I was close to making my sleeper pick. Um, he's got good length, good strength. I think he's good in pass protection. He's got nice smooth drops, with nice feet, good balance, good hand usage, good grip strength. You know, so that all projects nicely for him to just a, a safe floor for a pass protector. Uh, he he does handle speed off the edge quite well, which is nice to see because we've said quite that that phrase has come up quite a few times on this uh, podcast already that they struggle with speed off the edge. This guy doesn't. He he handles it with technique and balance and just absorbs power with his anchor and, and reacts to stump well. So he he he's a uh, he's a good pass protector that can 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 uh, win against different different uh, things that are coming his way. He does overset a little bit to the outside. However, which w- w- results to him getting beaten, leaving space and getting beaten onto the inside. You, you see pass rushers cross his face and, and get to the quarterback. So um, that that's a concern. Something that, but that, I think that's coachable. You know, you just that's just perhaps it, it, Dave, David Mills was his with his quarterback. Perhaps you know that guy wasn't so mobile and maybe he was just compensating. He didn't want to get beaten on the outside, and, and uh, you know maybe he just needs a little bit of coaching there to to work with a new quarterback. Um, He's he's not an amazing athlete, however. Doesn't have an amazing get off. Doesn't really give much downfield. Um, but when he does get hands on someone downfield, he kills them. Like he actually drives them into the ground. Um, but I, I would like to see him develop a stronger punch. Doesn't doesn't really disrupt people at all. Like you see him like try and punch people, and they just they just don't even really notice. So they've got hands on it. He's got his hands on him. Um, but I think someone's going to get a steal here. Um, it's more more about the smooth pass sets than the run blocking. Um, doesn't really make plays in the run game till he gets hold of someone, but but I I, I think he would be a good uh, a big owl replacement. You could definitely you could definitely slot him in, and, and you could start this guy left you know left tackle day one. I think, and 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 you know hopefully bulks out and 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 improves some of the things I've talked about. You know it would be a risk, but I think you could do it. And I know from Dave that uh, this is Dave sleeper, so I'm going to hit the old sleeper tag. What do you think, Rich? Um, I like him. I don't love him. Uh, I like him. Um, he needs to put on some weight for the ne- for the next level, uh, for sure. He's what three hundred nine, six seven, three hundred nine. So he's he's long. Uh, he he's athletic, um, and you know something impressive about him. He he's the first uh, true freshman to start at Stanford in twenty years, what? which is pretty impressive. Well, it's lucky he did because otherwise he'd have no tape, no tape at all. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, uh, he's he's like he's not. I, I didn't see him as a mauling run blocker. He seemed more of a finesse run blocker. He uses good technique. He's quick to the second level. You know, um, I, I think as a as a pass uh, pass protector seems to have good awareness he he's much better at picking up stunts and blitzes than he is at, at at handling the inside move he doesn't seem to have that that change change of direction that we talked about he has real problems with a with a guy with a uh, quick pass rusher who who does that inside move i watched the notre dame tape and he was beaten twice he's actually beaten once to the outside right towards the end of the game and then he was beaten a couple times on an inside move, so that that's a concern. Yeah, I, th- I think that's I think that's to do with his pass set, the way he drops. He drops <clears> too deep. 
don't you think? And I, th- I think I think that's coachable. I think there's so much space there that he he drops he drops out wide. Uh, maybe he's compensating for something. Like, like I say, it's either he's compensating for for Mills or he's compensating for something in his own game. But he seems to get out so wide that, that any 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 pass rusher with agility just seems to cross his face and get inside of him. I mean, yeah, that, I mean that could be the issue, or or maybe he just doesn't have you know, the good recovery ability. I, I, yeah, they'll work that out, you know, for sure. They'll, you, we'll find out for sure within a couple seasons what the issue is with him at the NFL. But I, I, think, I think he's a good player. I mean, I, I like him a lot, but that's the one thing that, that, can, that concerns me. He, he's, he just seems – you know, he did play better against Northwestern. Did you watch that tape? Yeah. Yeah, he played better, I thought. I, I didn't really com- completely like his pass blocking against Notre Dame. But I thought he played much better against Northwestern. So yeah, I, I like the guy. I think he's he's high on the uh, number two Citrone scale of intelligence. I think he's got the yeah. the lineman intelligence yeah, down, down sure. pat. I think he looks like like he's got you know the mental side there. Stanford guy. Yeah, they ran stunts at him in the Notre Dame game. I, I thought he picked him up really well. I, I thought he I thought he looked good. He did have any, he had no problem with the stunts at, at all. Yeah, he doesn't rush in. He doesn't overengage, overset, or anything like that. He's just he's patient. picks his picks his guy. Oh god, this guy's not coming. Okay, I move to the next guy. You, you see that mm-hmm. happen really nicely. Looks kind yeah. of looks polished, looks smooth at doing that stuff. So, yeah, I, I mean, I can see why Dave chose him as his sleeper. Yeah, I think he's got one of the highest variations of outcomes. You know, you could end up with a massive steal, or it could be just you know a complete bust. It goes nowhere. Yeah. And it's, it's funny now, we're talking about sleepers, guys that you know might be round two, because this is the kind of position it is, right? Where it's, there's so many of these guys, it was hard to get deep. Yeah, um, we're still not even definitely out of round two. It's crazy, isn't yeah. it? I mean, this this is the depth of this card. I've got another guy that could be round two here. Yeah, so yeah, I was going to say, can I? so the, the next guy, I think, is actually the last guy that I fully deep-dived on. And again, I apologise, I didn't get deep enough in the class to go into the late round guys, but these just took me a lot longer than I expected. So here we are. Um, and that's Jackson Carmen. Is that the guy you're talking about, Gav? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, out of Clemson. Yeah, out of Clemson. I thought he was an excellent size speed combo. He's a huge, th- like bulking three hundred and thirty pound frame, but he moves like a much smaller guy. Um, very strong base. Um, he- he's a man who's not going to be easily bull rush. You see him just, you know, deal with that very simply on tape. But um, you know, comes with great experience. He's, he's played a lot of games. He, he uses his technical ability. Ve- he's kind of uh, very advanced in-, in that sense. He's great hand usage. Um, he actually said, I was listening to an interview with him. He said uh, that the the best uh, pass rusher he went up against was Alex Highsmith. So, oh really? Yeah. So, really? Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh wow! What uh, Clemson? Yeah. But that must have been before he. Did when he, did, tra- did, did, he tra- did he transfer? Must have done. Because when did Clemson play Charlotte? He must have transferred. Hmm. Oh, maybe I'm so. wrong about that. Sorry. I, I, yeah. Yeah. That's right. Why would he have played? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't think about that when he said it. Unless there's a. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Sorry, maybe it's a different guy. Anyway, um, I might maybe I'll look that up. But uh, sorry, yeah, I got a sidetrack. But he's I, I like him. I think uh, if if uh, if we we're going to talk about any of these guys that we've seen that we're t- talking about maybe being the pick in the second round, this would be the guy. So I suppose if that if that counts as a sleeper pick, then then pop it on there. But I'd be interested to hear what you think. Oh, is this, is this your sleeper? Yeah, I'll go for it. Seeing as uh, yeah, I didn't get too deep in the class. That's fair enough. Second round sleeper. It's all good. Um, yeah, the size of this guy, 345, 6'5", just a huge, powerful left tackle. But he's got nice pop out of his stance in the run games. He's got that kind of quick burst, surprisingly nimble. Yeah. And he can get, he can get downfield. Another short setter, though. So, you know, he's not one of those polished, like nice arcing 
left tackles. So that that something he's going to work on. He does get does get a little bit wide in his base, but you aren't moving him. I mean, in college, he doesn't get moved. Um, and 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 his pass set is smooth. Short arms, thirty two and a half inch arms. So he's another guy that if you were going off the old arm scale, he's not going to be drafted by those old old school scouts. But I think he overcomes it well with his with his other traits. Uh, walls off guys and finishes blocks and, and recovers well in space. So, you know, I, th- I think he definitely projects to be a tackle. High effort guy. You know, he's one of those guys, I think, Rich, you mentioned earlier, you know, I think it was about Darris or people that, you know, they they, 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 they they win their block and then they kind of just stop playing. He doesn't. He looks for someone. He tries to find someone to block, even if it's well, you know, the dead side of the play. He's, he's trying to find someone. Does struggle a little bit with the speedy edge guys. Uh, Chase Young absolutely destroyed him in the in that game. Um, so you know that's a worry because you know the, there's there's Chase Youngs and other guys like him in the league. So he's going to struggle and he's going to need need to need to improve in that area. And and that's when he short sets with those those kind of those kind of guys to compensate. Um, you know to, to to basically try and give himself an advantage because he's he's worried that he's going to get beat with speed and power and then and then gets beat inside. Um, and he, he's another guy that could end up moving to guard if if those issues with speed are unfixable. Um, and he's another guy that could take years to develop. But I, I, I like I like him. I, I I like the size. I like the pop. So yeah. What do you think, Rich? Uh, I like the guy. Um, I think he I think he's a, a really great run blocker. And it's nice he can play guard or tackle if you need him to. So it's pretty adaptable. But I I agree. I think he's going to be a tackle at the next level. Does seems to be a hard nosed player, you know. Has that mental toughness. Um, I think his footwork is pretty decent. His quickness um, seems to get to the second level real easily, pretty quickly. Um, a little decrease in speed, I noticed, um, but still, you know, pretty pretty well done. Uh, above average in athleticism, um, power, leverage. I mean, the the guy, he's one of those guys that you know when he blocks you he puts you into the dirt and in, in the run blocking and so that's you that's what we like to see that's that attitude that the Steelers really need on their offensive line right now I think he's a little less consistent as a pass blocker um but one thing about him though he has a great anchor and, he, and his and his grip strength seems to be really good it seems like once he once he anchors you're you're not gonna you're not gonna shake him you know it looks really strong um I think he has a little bit of problems with quicker rangier defensive ends you know, his foot, his footwork in the pocket is pretty average. Um, little choppy when he's moving to the edge. Uh, I'm not sure about his recovery ability, but I think all in all, yeah, I think I think a good tackle. Yeah, I agree. And uh, so I just got to come back. 22nd of September, 2019, Clemson Tigers. 52, Charlotte 49ers, 10. So oh, they did play. Oh, good. So I'm not going crazy. So, no, you're right. You're oh, right. Good. They, Clemson absolutely killed them. But, they, scored, but, uh, they scored, what did they score here? Uh, 30, uh, 38 points in the first half Clemson put on Charlotte. So, yeah, that was uh, a bit of a killing there. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad I've not gone completely crazy. I'd be lying yeah, if I yeah. told you I understood how um, college football scheduling I, works. I, I, does anyone understand? Rich, <laughs> how, the, how the hell does that thing work? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they need. They need to. They, I mean, they need to college, start college, <laughs> college football needs needs a lot of things going on, and, and how they, you know, how they uh, work out their, uh, you know, compensation for players is is possibly the biggest one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, 
the, the, no, the schedules and the, the 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 system of the ranking. I mean, it's got better, right? With the with the final four or whatever, you know, the playoffs. It's got better than it was, where just the winner was picked by by some some mysterious guys in a smoky room at some point. So it's improved, but it still needs work. Because I mean, it's a great it's a great thing that it exists the way it does, but it needs work. Anyway, uh, I've got three more dudes that I watched. I don't know how many guys you got left. I got one more that I think could possibly go first round actually but i i don't know if he's gonna he may go as a guard but he played both he played he played tackle and guard oh is this uh, elijah vera tucker yeah yeah i I pegged him as a guard but um but yeah please feel free to uh to talk about well i mean i I, you know guy's really impressive i watched his tape i only watched one game of his against notre dame but man he looked good he looked really good um athletic strong smart um, fast to the second level. Looks like he has a great anchor in, in pass protection. Um, he recovers well. I saw a couple, you know, inside moves put on him. He just slid right over and recovered really nicely. Um, he has a. He does have. Um, I think he needs a little work with his hands. Didn't seem to have a great hand punch, and he seems when he does, he he goes more to the outside shoulders instead of punching inside. Um, and it looks like with, with the speed rushers, he did favor the outside a little bit, but he was able, you know, what, from what I saw, he was able to recover. Um, but I think that's going to naturally, it's going to make you more vulnerable to inside moves when you start hitting these NFL level guys, it, because he, do, he does seem to favor the outside. Like you, you had mentioned with other people, Gab, um, he's really good. What I, I noticed on sweeps, he's really quick at getting to the outside shoulder, which is something that, that Steeler offensive linemen had huge problems with last year. You know, when they asked them to, to go off that line and go up to the outside shoulder, that's a tough block to make. You have to be real athletic to make that block. And they had problems with it all year long. So this guy seems to do it, at least at the college level, very, very easily and drives players on, on in the running game. I, I mean, I, I think the guy looks great, but I but I do think he probably will be drafted as a guard. Yeah, I, I haven't really watched him too much because I've got him down as being the top guard prospect. So I thought I'd, I'd save him for next week. But I'm, I'm glad you've kind of. Do you think there's a strong chance he he, he makes it a tackle? Uh, I you know I don't know. I mean I I I think if somebody drafts him in the first round, I think that he's going to play guard. I think they're going to have him projected at guard. If he goes later, second round, maybe then then maybe that team might try him at tackle. But he does have that adaptability. I mean, that, those guys are so valuable in the NFL. You know, I know the Steelers love to look for those guys that are adapt- adaptable like that. But I think I think his his he will be drafted as a guard. I would guess. Right? Did you did you did you watch him say? No, no. Uh, so the reason was uh, his pro day numbers came out, and he's got thirty two and one eighth arms. I think, which was pegged to me as he's definitely played guard in the NFL. But again. That's not my area of expertise, so I'll take your, uh, I'll take your thoughts on that, Rich. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I think he'll be guard, but but I, yeah. I think in a pinch, you know, in a pinch, you could put him at tackle, and I th- I think you're you're going to do okay. No, that's cool because you, you uh, I mean, hopefully you will, but maybe you won't be around for our, our interior offensive line. So it's good to get your thoughts on on him. Um, I've got I've got a couple more guys. Uh, how are you doing? Are you out? Are you you guys both out? I'm done. Yeah, I am as well. Okay, so the the next guy I've got here is uh, Brady Christensen out of BYU. So uh, Zach Wilson's left tackle. 
did you, I guess you didn't watch any of him. He's, he's six, six, only 300 pounds. Very experienced. He's a, like a high, high work ethic guy. Very polished pass protector. He's got great footwork. He's, he's got speed and, and he's very smooth. Good first step. And, he, and he's athletic enough in the zone game. Um, they, they did, you know, you know, you know that offense from watching Zach Wilson. And he was, you know, he was effective in that, in that system. So, you know, you, you're not, it's a quick strike system. The ball's out. So it's a lot of, of, of quick, of quick getting out your stance and, and, and attacking, you know, on, in, in that offense, he, he did it well. So I, I think a, a team like the Browns or something would love this guy. That's their ideal, ideal tackle. Um, doesn't have an elite anchor. It's, it's all upper body strength. Um, the team that, that drafts him is going to want to fill out his body bottom half. He's going to be on that, you know, the, the, the weight machine where you push the plate away. That's going to be him for the next year or two. Does seem a little bit stiff. You don't see the refined hand usage. Um, he just wants to get get hands on a guy and hold on. He's not he's not one of these people that's driving driving defenders into the ground. Um, and he, he does hold quite a bit. I mean, you, I mean, you get away with it more in college, but you, even in college, he was getting flagged because um, he he holds on, you know, when he when he's beaten a lot. Um, and yeah, and just 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 the fact that the ball was out of out of uh, Wilson's hands so quick. He's, he's not really t- tested in sustaining blocks that much. Um, and, and the other issue with him is he's 23 because of the uh, Church of the Latter-day States scenario with, with BYU. He had to do his mission. So he's kind of at his ceiling. He's, he's already at his ceiling. So, um, But I think he's a solid guy. You know, round three down, I think, you know, he's... He's a, he's a solid tackle. You, you know, if, if the Steelers haven't got a tackle and they, they want to get one, he's there. Oh, I wouldn't hate it if they took this guy. What what round would you say, uh, Cav? Round round three down. Yeah, I agree. I, I didn't do a deep dive on it, but I did watch some tape. He looked pretty good. Round three, I think that would be a, a great pick at round three. Yeah, solid, right? Yeah. You watch him, any of him, Si? No, I haven't. Although it seems like BYU have got a, a good draft class this year. It feels like every week we've, we've spoken about a, a, a quality prospect out of BYU this year. Yeah, well... You know, when you've got a good quarterback like Wilson, but it, that 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 team really came together, didn't it? I mean, uh, okay. So the next guy I got. Okay, let me guess. Let me guess who it is. <laughs> Ooh, okay. All right, Josh Ball out of Marshall. Uh, I, I, he is on my list. I, I watched a tiny bit of him. He's got really long arms, but no, it's not him. Okay. Did you watch him? Did you watch Josh Ball? No, I, I saw that he was. I saw that he was suspended by Florida, and so I that was it. I didn't want to watch any any of him because I I wouldn't consider him. Yeah, and also the tape was pretty pretty low quality, so um, I, I kind of was was put off by that. No, the next guy I've got is uh, out of UNI, the same as uh, Ellison Smith's side, Northern Iowa, Spencer Brown. Yes. Six. Oh. Sorry, I was just going to say the Steelers have had a Zoom meeting with him. Six nine, the dude is huge. Uh, you literally can't miss the guy. He 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 is so he's like Andre the Giant out there playing right tackle for UNI. Um, and real nasty. He's number three on the whatever my nasty ranking scale was called before. <laughs> he, this this guy gives max effort past the echo of the echo of the whistle. Right? He's just he's just killing. Died. He's looking for people to just punch, drill into the ground. Just wants to hurt people. Uh, incredible length, decent athleticism, smooth feet, glides in his pass set, and has nice balance. I mean, you, you watch the tape and you just your eyes are drawn to this this monster on the line. I mean, he's just he just stands out. Uh, recovers well, which is which is a massive plus because sometimes he does lose initially through because he's got a lack of refinement, right? So he, he's he's a raw prospect, 
Uh, and that is why this guy is my sleeper pick. But yeah, he does. He does he, he's got a long stride length, so he covers a lot of ground. So he, I think I think with his stride length, there's, there's there you can work with him to kind of refine his 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 pass set. He's got such a strong punch. I mean, it visibly shakes people when he hits them. Like you just see they're disrupted, you know. And he's he's got good flex as well. He gets nice and low. I mean, his his height. Six nine, you'd think, oh my god, he's going to get out of leverage. He's going to be high in his stance, but no, he get, he gets really low, and you actually can't spot him when he when he's down in his stance. He just looks like a normal night, a normal lineman. It's not like really really awkward, um, but but it, but it does work against him when when he comes up against a, a better pass rusher that gets underneath and into his pads um, because of the lack of refinement. He gets out of leverage sometimes, um, and, and I think he will need to sort of add, it's basically he needs to add strength and, and work on his techniques. Um, he gets a bit lost in his pass set, so it's that that kind of technical aspect of of pass of pass setting where he sometimes doesn't know where his quarterback is, and and leaves gaps and and maybe sets a bit wide so he exposes the interior, and doesn't doesn't bring too much in the run game other than just kind of getting in the way or or hitting someone basically that that that's his approach to the run game. I'm gonna I'm gonna kill someone, or I'm just gonna kind of be annoying and just 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 hold someone and try and get in the way so that, that that's all he does but yeah he's he's, he's definitely my sleeper i really like the the the, the size and the and the, the just the nastiness to spencer brown what's the because i actually i looked into him a little bit after i saw the steelers uh were talking to him uh what's his strength like because he doesn't look like a, a, a tackle i thought he, he, he's another another one of these guys who looks a bit like a tight end just the punch the punch is impressive like it's so strong yeah the grip's not amazing you know yeah he needs to work on on refinement of his strength but i think it's there okay it doesn't you know he doesn't doesn't um drive people off the pitch or anything like that yeah. it's not he's not like overpowering people which which you want to see but he's got the size so you, you think you think he could i think he could dude a six eight six nine uh tackle that's a lot that is a lot <laughs> Um, it'd yeah. be interesting. I, mean, I wonder if there's any guys like that size in the NFL. No, I mean he's 3.20 at the moment. I think I think he could do. I could think he, he could pack on another 10 or you know 15 pounds there, easy over the course, and become this dominant force. You know that people just do not want to see. Okay, is that was that the last of your guys? Go. The, the last guy I watched was uh, Adrian Ely out of Oklahoma, who who is a great size. Uh, six seven uh, three two six, and, and was in contention for my for my sleeper because he, he could go he could go down like sort of round five. He, he's a raw prospect, but he's got really high ceiling. And again, he's a violent, nasty dude. So this is the next guy on the whatever that was the nasty, violent run game attacking man. This 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 guy is on that scale. He's just violent blocker in the run game. Plays, he, he, but he he's he's so unrefined. Basically. He plays football like a nightclub blouncer working the door, right? That's 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 how he he just looks out there. Scary hand fighting, just just so skilled with his hands. Just looks like he wants. He, he looks like he's going to throw a punch in someone's grill all the time. That's he's just violent, and he gets downfield with that intensity and just delivers mean blows and is just strong. That's what you get. That you get in that aggression, but his his pass set needs work. It's so jerky. Um, it looks like he's still learning what a passer is, um, and he and he has has real trouble sustaining blocks against technical rushes. Might be suited to a more zone team that can just can make use of his first step and getting out of his stance and just attacking dudes, and, and use his athleticism because his his footwork and recovery 
is 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 not great. He hops around in his anchor. You know, he's one of those guys where someone gets hands on him and then he's hopping backwards to try and regain. Um, he's just, just too upright, poor balance. But he's a real piece of clay. And, it, it, you know, he's not ready to start. He, he's going to be a guy that you, you sit and develop. But I just I love the violence and the kind of, you know, nightclub bouncer aspect. Love it. I wonder with these guys that are kind of the more projects, like the moldable clay guys, are we... The Steelers used to be, because we had Munchak, right, the team that would develop these guys. I wonder if we still are, you know. I wonder if that's something that's kind of undervalued that we maybe we've lost. I don't know. Definitely lost it, yeah. we. I mean, I know, Rich, you were really upset about that loss, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah, That. I don't know what happened to our offensive line in the last two or three years, but, you know, it's it needs to be it needs to be fixed. And, you know, hopefully they got the right guy there now to do it and they they draft people with more of that attitude because it, it was just it was atrocious last year i mean 32 yeah. last in the league in rushing you know yeah and i'm seeing a lot of people now saying it well look that, that means we're going to draft a running back i don't know that's necessarily what it means um and i kind of soured on the mm-hmm. idea of taking one of the running backs in the first round as as time's gone on a little bit and i've looked at other prospects i don't know as much as i do love Najee, um yeah anyway that's a conversation for another day because uh, <laughs> we could go on all day about that one. I do want to just call out um, our buddy Steel City, who, who writes into us each week. Um, I sent this out kind of late, so appreciate him for, for getting back to us. He, he had some thoughts. Um, he put, it all depends on uh, how the Steelers see the offensive tackle position, whether they see it as a priority or not. But um, in the first round, he likes uh, Eichenberg, Jenkins, or Cosme. So, you know, similar to some of the things we said with, with Eichenberg and Jenkins. In the second, Reduns, which, you know, is exactly what what Rich said. Uh, and then third and fourth, Spencer Brown. And sixth and seventh, Tommy Doyle. See any of those guys, Gav? I didn't see Tommy Doyle, no. But uh, I'm, I'm with you on, on uh, Spencer Brown, Steel City 43. Yep. Love the pick. There you go. So just wanted to shout that out because I didn't know if you'd uh, maybe seen Doyle or, or not. But Okay, well, um, that's the offensive tackle class, guys. Woo! Cool. We did nice it. one. Another one bites to dust. <laughs> Take two. <laughs> it's, it's weird. I don't know where to go with this podcast when Dave's not here because there's no kebab corner to just segment into. Maybe we should just leave the uh, post up the, the lost rum tapes as the kebab corner, like a, a you know, bonus I'm episode. Gonna, I just gonna, I'm just going to say that's what we should do. <laughs> <sighs> that recording is being deleted as we speak. <laughs> Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> Oh, uh, just don't want to hear it again. Don't want to hear it. I'm being dead serious, man. Quitting drinking for good. No, you don't need to. That 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 is uh, the actions of of people that um, perhaps don't have the best relationship with alcohol. Is that you you veer wildly between binge drinking and quitting? No, <laughs> that's not the relationship you want with alcohol. You want you want a slowly, gently, gently drip fed. You know, enjoy it, respect it. Don't get carried away. And we we all do, you know, if you drink, you know, you have your moments, but you just kind of want to you know, not, not, not try and, you know, be puritanical about it and quit. And then, and then when you fall off the wagon, that's when, you know, you crash your car into a tree and, you know, do, do all the bad stuff or, you know, wreck your podcast. So, you know, <laughs> just, 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 you know, treat it with respect. No, I'm quitting. Okay. <laughs> and shout out, shout out to Dave who you know I just completely uh, I, Dave's the one I feel bad for because uh, you know he showed up yesterday and and the guy he couldn't do today and here we are so I feel like a bit of an asshole for that but apologies Dave I'm sure he accepts your apology you know uh, we it, it, 
it, it was quite a nice moment in the end because we, you know, we all rallied round and said, you know, we're not annoyed with you, Si. We love you. You know, <laughs> you know, it was fun. Oh, that's fine. This is worse than the time that I was me owing under the table at the work Christmas party. I, 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 I think we got this is exactly what I was going to say. We we had an insight into the Cy Winstanley cat, cat man. <laughs> I can understand oh, how that happened. You have awful. to listen back to the early podcast to get the reference to that story. But. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's wrap it up there then. Um, follow the show at UK Steelers Pod. Follow me at Cy Wrote This. Follow Gav at GM Boom Up. And follow Rich on Insta- Instagram at stunt underscore Batman. That's it, right, Rich? It's been a long time since I've had to do that one. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, not, you're, not yeah, getting, you're not getting free plugs from this show, are you? You're not going to show up. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't blame you. I don't deserve <laughs> Well, good, yeah, good luck on your projects, man. And hopefully we can uh, get you back soon. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate and, uh, it. Yeah, I hope so. Hashtag release the wankered cut. Oh, never. <laughs> oh, okay. See you later, guys. Thanks for uh, giving up your Saturdays to come uh, and, and no come around too. I think it's worth it. See you yeah, later. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, guys. See ya. Bye. So you know we signed um, we signed Joe Haig right from the Buccaneers to you know he's a primary tack he's a primary tackle from the Buccaneers. Um, it's a depth piece, right? It's a depth piece, right? I mean he's uh, he's primarily played for the Buccaneers to play offensive tackle for the last couple of years. Um,